podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode two of a podcast with Mo. Uh, This week we're going to be joined by Dom and Wyatt. They used to be college roommates, similar to me and Pow Wow. Um, So we have both of them on through the first half. Both of them are sharing a mic, so uh, it sounds decent. You know, I tried my best to make it sound better. We'll see. Hopefully y'all can handle it. Um, I will say the one thing that sticks out to me in our conversation is there's a moment where Wyatt describes what he thinks being a liberal is. And I realize that's what I think being a libertarian is, because that's how I like to think. And then I would even go to make the argument a lot of the conservatives that I know would make the argument that definition is what a conservative is as well. So that's what I've been thinking of since we recorded this. And I just find that interesting. It's like everyone can agree on this definition, but things seem to be different. So um, I will think about that more. Um, Also, in the last half, it's mainly it is just Dom. Why it was here up until in between our number fours in our top five list, and uh, he left. So you might hear a weird editor cut there, but I think it worked out okay. And then our top five list on this episode is top five favorite rap groups, in which me and Dom go back and forth, and he is very disappointed in my selections, but I think it's pretty good. So um, I hope you like the podcast. Um, thanks for listening. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. This is episode two. And this week we are joined by Dom. Hello. And Wyatt. What's up? All right. And we're going to kind of start off more on Wyatt's thing. And there's actually one thing Wyatt I really did want to start with. And uh, this is like our third take on this. So earlier I fucked up. One thing I want to start with is me and you. We used, I used to work with both of you. Mm-hmm. And me and Wyatt had this one conversation. Uh, and I would say between like me and you are pretty much two of the most feminist friendly men i I can think of like I'm pretty pro feminism and sure. so are you. Yep. And me and you had this conversation at our job in which every woman got very offended very quickly, and I thought the point you made has stuck with me since this day, and I've brought it up to other people, and no one else gets it. So I'm gonna see if you remember. You made this comment of why haven't women ever stood up and been like, "Fuck softball, we deserve to play baseball." Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure, yeah, that's some that's some shit, man. And I I just thought the point was good of like you could see feminism getting behind that idea. It wasn't right. necessarily that we were saying right. that should happen, just like with the way the thought process of it was. Right. And then these women, these women we worked with who played softball in their life got right. fucking pissed. Like, right. you're trying to say softball is the real sport? And we're like, right. no, no, you're missing the point. You're missing yep, the point. Totally missing the point. My whole thing is there isn't like a different version of basketball for women. Right. right. There used like, to be, women actually. Women play... Really, like with different rules. Yes, yeah, yes. Like, they had uh, it was six on six. The three guards stayed on one side of the court with the other team's three forwards, and the other side had three on three. And then they passed the ball back and forth because women couldn't run the whole court. It didn't right, change. Well, it to like the internet. 80s. Uh, this is a good introduction for me because I don't know a fucking thing about sports. <laughs> right, but, so but modern I'm day, a nerd. Modern day, there we've we've caught up on those. Like today, sure, the WNBA right. is pretty much the same. Smaller ball, right. three point lines a little closer, but it's for the most part the right, same. Right, sure, yeah. So it's just I don't know. Like I just don't understand why 
like a woman couldn't play baseball, right? I mean, like right. it's the the softball is bigger and harder to throw than the yeah. baseball. So what? I mean, what comment are we trying to make by like having this whole separate right. well, sport? Well, the thing is, there's co-ed softball leagues, um, and there's like a powwow when he was on. He would always talk about he loved playing with the old native league softballs because it's a bunch of big native guys drinking beer just hitting home runs and if you didn't hit a home run you weren't even you just were like i'm out then yeah and, and it was like so th- softball is a game of itself it's like a and i'm not saying i want to say it's casual like it's not competitive but it has its place i think but i just thought us being like but why aren't women why isn't there a group of women like a league of their own in it right like, right right we yeah. can fucking throw overhand Hell i'll yeah. slide my ass in with a skirt on yeah. i don't care Hell yeah so anyway and there are some women that could play men's basketball. I think Diana Taurasi could play point guard today. She's so she's the GOAT, WNBA right. GOAT. Right. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it is weird. Uh, I'm glad everyone has their opportunities and stuff, but I just, that was one thing I wanted to bring up to you, Wide. So anything you want to bring up? Um, I mean, season five of Fortnite, it's kicking some ass. Yeah. So um, that's pretty sweet. That's what what pretty do y'all think about uh, the golf cart? I love it. I fucks with some golf cart. I have not interacted with it yet. Dude, I want to, but I joined a a fifty v fifty and found one. Or I was like lying at Snobby Shores trying to get like whatever challenge, get the chest or whatever. And I saw yeah. one and was like, oh, I'm gonna get out of here. And I just started drifting on the roads. And I spent that whole match just driving around. <laughs> and then whenever I even got to the circle, I just was driving around, like around, like I was letting them shoot at me. I wasn't even trying to kill anyone. I was like, this golf cart's dope. That's my favorite shit. I'm about to. I, and there's a I'll, on the Fortnite Reddit. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Reddit. Nah, I try to stay away from the Reddit, man. Uh, Reddit's the best. There's um, some dark things on. The oh, Reddit. there is, but there's also <laughs> great things. Uh, it's the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Um, but there's this guy that was like, I suck at shooting and I suck at building, but this golf cart got introduced and now I can finally be a support medic. <laughs> <laughs> he only rolls around with. Uh, he'll try to get all the med kits and bandages he can, get a golf cart, and then if he looks like people aren't going to make the storm, he'll drive out. It was like in 50 v 50, right? He'll drive out, pick them up, <laughs> and then drive them in so they make it. That's pretty and good. And drop them off some bandages. And I'm like, oh, that's so fun that someone, like, enjoyed the game, even though there's shit at it, <laughs> enough to be like, well, I made a new game. <laughs> Came out. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm just a fan of that shit. Man, I uh, I was running around in the golf cart trying to chase out this, you know, get rid of the storm and everything, and I hear this other golf cart, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, look, I can play this one of two ways. Like, I can jump off the golf cart, build up a fort, start a fight, you know, or I can try to make a friend, right? right. So, like, I see this other golf cart in the distance, and I, like, start sliding all over, being a jackass, switching seats and stuff, trying to send the message that I am not a threat to you, right? Right. And this guy... He, like, stops, get out, builds a little thing, points his gun at me, and I'm like, God damn it. But then nothing happens, and he just kind of looks at me. Right. And I'm like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> and so I run to his golf cart and get in, and he's, he comes in and drives, and so we're, like, teaming up for the rest of this match, which lasted, like, 40 seconds because I died. Right. What was it, but, solos? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That is cool. Yeah, I've never had that interaction. Anytime I try to be friends with people, they always just shoot me. (laughs) Like, they know I'm black. (laughs) My wife goes really quickly to the... When I do the... If they would have just let me pick that up, I would have finished the challenge. They should have let me have it. She's like, would you? (laughs) No, I would have fucking shot him right in the head. I know what I would have done. So I tried to, like, remember that. One time when they were doing the soccer goals and the soccer salem came up, I saw a guy about to get the goal with no weapons. 
And I had like, and I'll let him get it. As soon as it went to the line, I was sure. like, killed him. Sure. And, I was, and I was like the, the best feeling I've ever had in Fortnite. Like, I got the kill, but I'll let you get it. So I'm still a good person. <laughs> uh, yeah, the challenges are honestly get me real angry more than anything. Um, like, I finally got the supply crate thing or whatever. Like, on the last week of season four, it was like, get a chest, supply crate, yeah, and an ammo and box. An ammo box and I normally open a lot of supply crates, but that fucking last week, I just never saw one. And then I would see one at the very end of the match, and someone would kill me right before it hit the <laughs> ground. And I was just getting so pissed. And then I would think the match I got when I opened, like, four in the same match. It was oh, like, yeah. of course, that's how it fucking happens. Um, but, yeah, Fortnite's still good. I don't. I think season four, I was a little more into it because that was the first season I bought. Because uh. I started playing in season three, and I was like, well... I'll just wait till season four and I'll buy it. And I bought it and I, and I thought for the first half of it, you had to beat all the challenges that week. Right. And that right. put like this real pressure <laughs> on me, but it made me enter the game more. Like I played the fight. And as soon as I found out that wasn't the case, it's like, oh, I'll come back and get that shit. Sure. So now I do more of like, oh, maybe on a Saturday I'll play a lot and get all the challenges as opposed to I used to do a, every night I got to get some challenges. Sure. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I also bought Hot Shots Tennis, the PS2 game, because it's on sale right now for $2. Uh, and I was like, I love Hot Shots Golf, and I love tennis games, and no tennis games ever comes out anymore. That's true. And it's fucking amazing. So I've been playing the fuck out of Hot Shots Tennis. Uh, you always was... play these weird, like, games. You played NHL, like, mm-hmm. 2K That's how I learned NHL. The, the rules Man, of NHL hockey. players don't even play <laughs> NHL video games. <laughs> NHL players get home, and they beat their wives, and they fucking go to sleep. Not Man, all of them. They're not playing no fucking NHL game. I wouldn't say they all beat only, their wives. Only Patrick Kane. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, <laughs> The thing I got in, I was trying to get into hockey because I found it interesting. Was it two seasons ago when the black dude from Nashville yeah. became a big thing, right? And then, like, every uh, black sports fan, like, when he was people were like, but I love that guy, PK, whatever his name was. And PK it was like, and it's okay. It was okay for them to be like, I love them. But, like, when a white dude's like, I love the white running back, they're like, yeah, of course you do because he's white. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck's happening in hockey? That's the same thing. So. I wanted to get in a hawk because it was kind of building steam up there for a minute. And so, yeah, it was on sale for like $10 one weekend. I bought it, played it for a few months. Now I know the rules of hockey. I didn't know there was offsides like soccer. Had. I didn't know soccer had offsides, so I bought FIFA. Like, I don't <laughs> – that's how I kind of learned the rules. I learned the arena football because back in the day they put out an arena football game, and I bought it, and it was Oh, man, the, the Kurt Warner arena football? Is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yeah, that was it the was, truth. Is that the one where you can, like, fucking murder people on the field? No, that was Blitz. That was, yeah, yeah, that Blitz, was Blitz. Man. Blitz was similar to <laughs> arena football, but arena football was cool because, like, I would make my dude a running back, but he also played linebacker because they done, like, Ironman shit in arena football. So it was just cool like that. Um, so I've always played weird uh, sports games for sure. I'm going to try not to buy Spider-Man when it comes out. I know when God of War came out, I was like, I'm not going to buy it, and then I bought it the first day. So That game was dope. It is. It's amazing. It's my game of the year, but I've talked about it too many times on the podcast. And See, I hate when people say, like, this is the game of the year. This is the game of the year. Fortnite is the game of the fucking year, and I don't give a shit if it came out last year because it came out, like, at the tail end. It wasn't really what it is today. it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. So uh, if it it releases then this year, then maybe. But I would... for my personal preference, I would still give it to God of War no because I had it. But it depends on what your Fortnite, value as a gamer. It is revolutionized gaming. I agree. If I'm looking from the – if I'm saying what does the game industry think, sure. If I'm saying what I personally think, I don't care about multiplayer shooters. So I guess I could give Fortnite a nod because I play it and I normally don't like them. But God of War, I expected it to be a shitty storied action game, and it was like the best story I've ever seen told in a video oh, game. It was amazing. 
and it has fucking Tilk from Stargate as Kratos. So there's nothing I can do about changing my mind on that shit. Did you see what shit. they did in that game for the for his axe? Like, how much work went into the axe in terms of motion capture? I did not. So did you know that they did that whole game in motion capture? I, I like knew that. When, I knew he basically acted out everything you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then with the axe, they had him carry around basically this fucking stick with, like, three tennis balls on it. And they created this whole, like, game engine related to this weapon where uh and so when something hits instead of just like going through like in a normal video game where it just feels like your weapon doesn't really have any like real mass to it or right. anything i mean it bounces off of them right when right like so when it hits it like sticks for a second and his wrist continues to move and the little tennis ball that was down at his wrist you know that motion capture keeps moving right but the one that sticks like stays put and so it makes the axe feel like it sticks into things and right and like it has some heft behind the it. first thing i tell everyone is nothing feels as good as whenever you throw your axe at something in god yeah. of war like yeah, the yeah. first time like you pull it up and you just fucking chunk it at something yep. you're like holy fuck that felt so good yep. and it's a weird feeling um but i just really like that game all around that's why i say it's my game of the year and fortnite until they release and I haven't played their single player. I've really... I haven't I, either. I wanted to play the single player part of it when it first came out. Sure. And I was like, well, yeah, but it's like 40 bucks for an, a fucking early access game. I'm not going to do yeah. that. And so I didn't. And then I downloaded Battle Royale the day it came out, played one game, and was like, this sucks because I died instantly. I landed on a mountain, a person landed behind <laughs> me and shot me. And I thought that, like, I didn't realize I just took a long time to land. I thought they had a gun, <laughs> that they landed with a gun, and I Man, didn't. I, the same thing happened to me. I was like... Why is everybody so good at this game? Why are, everybody <laughs> yeah. has weapon? I'm rolling around with a pickaxe. And it was day like, one. How do I get a weapon? Like, I was playing like the fifth hour. It was available to download, and that happened to me. And I was like, well, fuck this game. So I just deleted it. And then when everyone kept talking about it, I was like, well, I'll give it another shot. And then be, when you play with a friend, it helps. So like playing with Powell, I think both of y'all have played with Powell before. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Yeah, I think pretty, yeah, um, it's pretty good. Because he like gets scared. <laughs> like He'll scream and shit. But like he gets into it. And then... And my wife was all, she always wants me to play with powwow or just someone. She's like, I hate when you play it by yourself because that's when you're like trying to break controllers and shit. And it's absolutely <laughs> correct. And then if I'm playing with people, I'm like, well, we died. Oh, it's all good time. Like, cause I'm not trying to act like an asshole. I guess on my microphone in right. front of my friends. <laughs> right. So I'm like, well, we're, we're, we'll just get them again. Right, guys? <laughs> uh, and like me and Watt played the other night. We weren't doing great. I don't know what no, happened. No, we weren't. I but we have different terrible. philosophies. I believe in filling the rest of your squad, even if they don't hear you. Because, and this is actually my honest reason, because it happened to me yesterday. I have a goal, get top six in squads. And I'm myself. So I just fit, jumped in a squad. Two of them died. And then there were two of us left. We were on opposite sides of the map. So when I died... I just went out and smoked a cigarette, and then when I came back in, he got fifth place. And I was like, all right, got my challenge. Good job, me. And that's why I do it. Because if it was just me, I wouldn't have fucking got it. I was about to say, anytime match. it says get top six or top 12, I just solo squatted up myself and do it. Yep. <laughs> no, me not too. me. I just am like, well, let's people carry me if I need to. Oh, man, I got my first solo squads win the other day. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, dude. I didn't even know that I had queued into a, into a squads match. I spent the whole match texting on my phone and just kind of had the game going in the background. I would run to like a safe place and then just kind of text and then just right. run to a safe place. And I figured I would just, you know, pop out at the end, get a couple of kills. And, you know, that was my strategy. So I build up this fort at the end with like the few materials I have. And I'm the storm. I get lucky with the storm. It keeps coming onto the little hill that I'm on. And I get lucky kind of spotting some people that are hiding and I get some kills. And again, I don't know that it's a squad thing because I've gotten two kills at this point and they both died instantly. Nah. So I, I still think I'm in solos. And I and, and then it comes down to um, me and 
two other guys. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, I got yeah, this. One on I, see, I yeah. see the one guy, you know. Well, it's not one on two. I still think it's 1v1v1. One one, oh, okay. Right? So I see the other guy, and I, I, he doesn't see me. So I'm like, man, I bet he's distracted, you know, with the, with the third guy. So I run up on him, and I shoot him, and I get him, right? And he drops. Right. And doesn't die. That's cool and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I start building the fucking base. I'm like, what is happening here? And so luckily, like, they were fucking trash players. And so right. his fucking friend came out into the open and was like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you don't. Yeah, see, I'm not that good, honestly. I think if I had to describe the way I play, it's more crafty. I'm like a sneakyish player. I do a lot of, like, I'm at the top of a house and someone's running, so I'll shoot at them so they know I'm there. And then I'll run to the bottom of the house and hide <laughs> under, like, a staircase. Yeah, yeah. Am, and then I'm I'll wait until they come down well. and I'll sneak up and get them because that's what I have to. I'm not good enough. Like, for whatever reason, if I'm on a house shooting at someone in an open field and it'll say, like, 47 eight times and it's like, they're still alive. <laughs> I don't... And they'll shoot me once and it's, like, 200 all gone. And I'm like... I. So I have to feel, I just feel like I have to be crafty. I feel like they're not real people. It's a computer cheated game and that keeps me going. But yeah, if I'm in squads and I'm the last person, I just kind of give up. I'm like, I'll go as long as I can. So I could see how when you think you're in solos, it helped mentally, right? right? Yeah, in some yeah, way yeah. it helped yeah. you pull through that. For moment. sure. Yeah, man. I was just like, really, like, as soon as that happened, I realized what had happened. I was like... I am fucking ninja. I am the best. Um, all right. So this one, I think y'all might have some comments on Papa John used the N word. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you did. So I have mixed feelings about this, which I'm not not saying like you should be in trouble. I'm like, I'm going to explain this. It's because from what I understand, I could be wrong on what I read. He on the thing was like, quote, he was saying Colonel Sanders said he was quoting yeah, like Colonel yeah, Sanders. Yeah, he was right? quoting. And I know for a fact to you, Dom, I have said like, oh, this one sir said blah, blah, hard R N word. Like to you, yeah. like because me quoting someone. Um, now, I also have black friends and they're like, I normally have a cool enough vibe that they realize like I'm not saying it maliciously. So I know it's somewhat different. And I don't know well, how it, he it's is. Because, it's because it's his second time like he's already okay. done it yeah he's okay. already done it before okay shame on me the, the <laughs> meeting you. that he was in was to discuss cultural sensitivity <laughs> he was in this meeting because he had lost them so much money due to his cultural insensitivity that they were trying to rebrand him and send him on like a forgiveness tour right yeah and yeah. in that meeting See, and to me, I don't really care about any... Like, I'm not one of those people that are like, I'm boycotting this business because they're political stand. I really... Yeah, I'm the same way. Because a lot of people try to, like... We're going to get Chick-fil-A here in town. And they're like, oh, Chick-fil-A... My hot Darn take on. is Chick-fil-A is a little overrated. But I'm going right, to... I'm going to let that be because I, I love Chick-fil-A. But besides the point, like, people are like, oh, they're too religious or whatnot. And I'm like, I don't care. They make good spicy chicken i'm gonna eat that chicken right my only I don't, I don't really hate on them i guess but everyone acts like they are by far the best chicken sandwich and i just think the grilled chicken sandwich from brahms is equally if not better i've never had now sure if you want to compare it to a mcchicken so. yes the chick-fil-a <laughs> is better than a mcchicken but everyone's like nope greatest meal ever and i'm like oh, it's still fast food to me i don't know that's it just is like, fast food. my it's thing just. with chick-fil-a is this Everywhere that I've gone besides fucking McDonald's because their food isn't even fucking food. It's Mick food. But everywhere that I've gone that has a chicken sandwich, I've gotten an undercooked chicken sandwich. Like, it just happens, right? Never has that happened at Chick-fil-A. 
Right, and I think that's what I like about Chick-fil-A is I can go there and I don't have to fucking worry. I know it's going to be perfect every time. They've got high standards. You know, I like that. I like the gays too, you know? Like, I, I'm a big fan of the gays, right? right? I have a great relationship with the gays. The fact that you're calling them the gays <laughs> is a little bit disturbing. Uh, well, it's like well, the way well, I I'm channeling my Trump here when he said yeah. I have a great relationship with the blacks. But <laughs> anyways, no, my, my, my like mentor in life, right, is this uh, gay friend of mine he's a former teacher of mine and when that, all that happened he was like i guess i guess i'm just a bad gay right because right. like, <laughs> i'm not gonna stop going like yeah, well, you know like to me i just liked when wendy burned them oh like man wendy's wendy's like, the yeah. best. Wendy's like what, a what's better fish. than our chicken sandwiches ours on a sunday <laughs> like yeah i'm good one yeah wendy. dude it, it, she doesn't play around man she'll eat your fucking liver i know dave taught her well dave taught her yeah. well um what else happened? Okay, so one other thing I'm real excited about is Who is America? I think it premieres tonight, actually. We're recording this on a Sunday. It'll come out Tuesday. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen has a new show coming out on Showtime. I'm sure you all have seen some news of this. Yeah. I love the fact all these people are coming out like, I'm going to sue his ass because he tricked me. Yeah. Like, are you trying to give him publicity? Yep. Is that what you're trying to do? Yep. Like, I guess Sarah Palin and uh, Roy Moore. Roy Moore, yeah. There's a yep. couple others. They've come out and been like, well, he tricked me, and it's like, that's why we're going to watch, to watch you get tricked. <laughs> yep. Like, you're not helping. You should have been like, oh, I don't know. Or not said shit, and your fans aren't going to watch. But now right. your fans are going to watch, and they're going to see you look like an idiot. Now, they'll defend you because yeah, cognitive dissonance is a thing. Right. But, they don't give a shit. They're going to say, oh, it's all fancy editing. And well, what's going to happen is they're going to hate on Sasha Baron Cohen for a dress up like an American disabled veteran. That's our, I mean, they've already done that. How, how dare he disrespect U.S. soldiers? I'm like... And I even kind of get what, where they're coming from, but it's like you're going to miss the point. Like right. you're going to miss the point of what, what they're getting at. Um, I just like Dick Cheney signing the, the water drug. <laughs> I think that was funny on the trailer. So I'm really – like I love Sasha Baron Cohen. I love Borat. I watched uh, Ollie G's top 25 interviews the other day on YouTube for like an hour and was like, fuck, I missed this shit. And so I'm really glad it's coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the whatever the fuck you call it. It's like satire, but it's more than that. It's – he takes it to a different level. Like, also, I worked in the movie theater when Bruno was it. Y'all remember the movie? Oh Bruno? god, oh, I, that's where I that's where I lost it. Okay. When he did Bruno, I was like, uh, you've missed and me. See, this how I knew I was a true fan, but I also enjoyed it for a different reason than the movie. I got to watch because I was the projector guy. Right? The theater at the time had the old film strip, so you had to like line up. Did the you old... work at the movie theater in eighteen ninety five? They didn't get digital until this new theater. <laughs> what the fuck? That old one that yeah, like, the was one in that college. Was in yeah. Those were running on old film projectors. Oh my god! So like they would send transformers in in five separate reels <laughs> and you would have to tape them together it was a fun job because like i'm probably one of the few people our age or younger that knows how to do that sure because yeah. it's not a thing yeah um but yeah so i would watch bruno and it would be so funny seeing like uh like the jockish sort of guy like the, a lot of affliction shirts walking into bruno because of they enjoyed borat and then just getting to peer down through the window at their react because there's dicks in that thing like 30 <laughs> 45 minutes of the movie there's a dick on the screen and they're like Oh, so gay. And like just their react. Like I enjoyed that so much. And in my head, I think he made it for that reason. <laughs> now he couldn't have not. But in my mind, he's like, no, he knew who would see this. And he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. He's a genius. So big, uh, big excitement for me on that one coming up. Um, and then a, another quick thing. I just want everyone to know Puerto Rico is America. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Indeed. I've been Indeed. seeing some stuff lately. And I know that's confusing to people because we haven't made them a state yet. Um, because we like 50, it's a good round number. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But they are U.S. territory. 
And I saw it. Basically, the story was like a guy wearing the Puerto Rico shirt. And a, a woman. woman. There's a woman, a woman wearing right? the Puerto Rico was like, shirt. Why are you wearing that in America? That'd be like you wearing the Oklahoma flag. And right. someone's like, get the fuck that off your body right. in America. Right. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. The cop in that video was more fiercely punished than cops that shoot black people, by the way. Yeah. Like, he actually, like, was pressured into, like, resigning. Like, he does not work there anymore. That is crazy. Which is, like, great and all. Like, because for those of you that haven't seen the video, right, like, this cop is, like, this man that's pressuring her about her shirt is, like, in her face, like, constantly moving towards her. She's, like, telling him to step away. She's super uncomfortable. He's yelling at her, saying that he's going to go down on her. Like, it's real weird. And the cop is just standing there, just kind of watching it. And she's, like, yelling for him to help and stop, and he just kind of sits there. And the only time that he, like, makes a move at all is when the woman's brother steps between them to, like, defend her. And then the cop comes up and is like, hey, hey let's let's calm down, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, I get why people are mad, but I think you have freedom of speech in this country, and I fully believe that. And I think you're allowed to yell whatever hateful shit you want to someone in a way, as long as you're not threatening to kill them. Well, I mean, Was I don't it? think you can threaten to go down on someone, like, in public. And also, she had, like, rented the space, so it wasn't... I think I can go outside and yell to God, go down on him right now if I wanted to. And I don't <laughs> think that should be yeah. against the law. <laughs> freedom of speech. I'm, I'm trying to prove a point, a political point with my statements. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Assault is not, like, a physical, like, always a physical thing, right? Like, if I just walk up and, like, get right up in your space and, like, yell in your face, that's assault. Like, people think that, like... Freedom of speech means they can, like, just fucking scream at people on the street. That's not true. Like, if you're, like, a certain distance and, like, it depends on what you're saying and stuff. But, like, you can look up the terms for assault. Like, right. it's not. So like, someone screams in your face and they, quote, unquote, assault you by that and you punch them in the face in response. Is that self-defense from their assault? I think so, yeah. I think that's that working because someone's like, no, you threw the first punch. That's really always the thing, right? That's how we all grew up. (laughs) Once you've been assaulted, I think that you can defend yourself if you can make like a reasonable case of because like the law can't compel you to like harm yourself, right? So like if you think that like you're going to be like physically assaulted because you've already been verbally assaulted. Right. Right. And like you have a fear. It's kind of like with police, right? Where like if they have a fear for their life, they can like discharge their weapon. For sure. In the same way, like if you have a fear, now you're going to have to prove your fear to the court and prove that it was like reasonable. But if you have a fear of being like physically assaulted, you don't have to like let them take uh, the first punch. Women who have said they felt fearful that their husband was going to do something the next morning, so they kill them. And it was like because he had been threatening me for all this time. And so right, there but been... they could have left, right? I'm saying like right. if somebody's in your face actively at the time, like, you know, and you think they're about to take a swing, you don't have to let them take the first swing if you can prove, you know, that, that they were saying stuff that presents a legitimate fear. Yeah, but I think that'd be the hard part because hearsay well, is not that, allowed okay. in court. Well, so think how about can you prove what they said. Well, it's not hearsay because you're saying. Like what they well, said I guess to if, you. If I right? guess if I'm that person, I would be like, "Well, they're lying. I never said that." And then right. who's going to say I'm lying? To, and then you have to argue it out. Right. But I'm <laughs> saying, think about this. Okay, women. Let's say a guy comes up in like a empty parking lot right. to a woman, and she's afraid, and he says, like, you know, uh, hey, like, and he starts catcalling her like really aggressively, really disgustingly, and like gets in her space, right? And she takes out her mace and she maces him, right? Right. She's not going to get charged for that. That's true. Right? So in, in the same way, like, the law can't compel you to, like, enter into and, and allow yourself to stay into or stay in a, like, a dangerous situation. Right? Like, you, you're not compelled to, like, take the first punch or anything like that. 
or like let them actually assault you before you stop it. Yeah, now you can't I just, just like preemptively walk up to someone on the sidewalk and be like, "Fuck you, buddy!" You know, right. fucking deck them in but the But also think all that's different than free. Like I'm saying, I think anyone's allowed to say whatever they want. You're saying if someone acts a certain way, has a certain tone, or in your physical bubble or whatever, right? Which is how it was in this video. I think I mean, that guy was right. a fucking lunatic. But I think someone could say on a street corner and yell whatever the fuck they want. Oh yeah, to. absolutely. Yeah, if they're they could be yeah. the most racist, hateful things there oh, yeah. is. But like, definitely. That's, that's just kind of the way we are. I mean, that's, that's every Sunday for me, right? I mean, yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sit out in front of the local Walmart. I know, there's this gang in town. They're, like, threatening people with punishment if you don't join. And enough about the church. Uh, I read that one the other day. Um, true. So another random question I have for y'all, and this one will take it off politics where we probably go back into it. What do you think is the best medium as far as, like, movies, video games, books, TV? Like, if you had to, like, choose, like, what is, like, uh, for you personally? Like, I think probably for me it's video games. Podcasts. Oh, just all podcasts. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but they are an aid to my playing video games. Like when I'm grinding through yeah, an RPG, yeah, sure. it's like, man, that's a good question. Uh, to me, movies have fallen off. Like movies, movies aren't have, even an argument for yeah. me anymore. It's either it's either video games or YouTube. Like those are the two things I'm constantly watching all the time or constantly doing. YouTube's good. I mean, I love TV shows. I definitely enjoy a good, there's 40 hours of this shit. We're about to get through it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that exists. It's the book of video of like watching, right? Like, I don't know. It keeps going forever. Like we don't need sitcoms that are 20 minutes anymore. You can have a show that's an hour and 10 minutes every week and keeps going. Like we can figure it out. Uh, So I really like TV, but Video games, there's just something about the pushback. Like, you have to earn it mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you had to earn the end of God of War. Like, you had to beat that. You could have went to easy, but even then, you would still have to beat it. Like, you have to do something so it, like, makes it seem more rewarding, even though they're not better at telling stories. Like, there's no video game that's better. There's no video game story that's better than, like, probably an average TV show, I'd even say. Like, they're just, there's something, like, they look dead in the eyes sometimes. Like, there's just something that always takes you out of it. Sure. But I really just... uh and video games take forever. They like make I don't know like the good I, ones do right. Right. I mean like for the ones like, like I terrible. love Bethesda games. I know that's uh, Ooh, some people it. don't right. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people who do not right. And I, like I've heard, I heard people arguing over Skyrim the other day. And to me, like Oblivion's probably my favorite Elder Scrolls if I really had to pick. But Skyrim I think is great. And I think it's ambitious. It's huge and play it forever. But some people that doesn't matter. They're like, yeah, but where's that linear storyline that pushed me? And like so different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. or whatever. But Video games also, there are so many different ones. Like, uh, if y'all play, like, The Witness or Journey, it's nowhere near Skyrim or God of War. Like, they're just completely different. Where almost all movies are, for the most part, the same. It's going to have, like, their act structure. and. I think my favorite medium is, I mean, definitely YouTube. Like, I watch a disgusting amount of yeah. YouTube, right? But, like... <laughs> I've gotten into it more lately, but it's very recent for me to where I actually spend probably a good hour a day maybe watching YouTube. I mean, I spend, like, what, five hours a day? Because, you know... <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all watch all the Magic Cart? Wait, what do y'all play? Is that ma- magic, magic, right? Yeah, magic I, 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 I do all that In the now. future, he, he's kind of... Y'all can come... One of y'all come on and explain to me why it's cool. I'm not saying like it's not cool. I just like I've never been into it. Like, well, I'm it not gonna say it's cool. Um, it just takes. It gives me a way to compete, like because right. I'm not as athletic as I used to Have be. Have you tried Hearthstone? I really it's, enjoyed Hearthstone, and everyone that like has played both that has talked to me have been like, "Oh, Magic's just like the deeper, better thing." And I'm like, "Okay, but I, you would argue right that like for a new person, Hearthstone's probably better, yeah. right?" And, and actually, like Magic just created something to kind of. Uh, cater to newer players it's called uh, mtg arena 
Um, it's kind of like got a hearth, our Hearthstone feel to it. Right. Um, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Hearthstone, man. Right. That's yeah. what it is. They just copied it. Yeah. yeah they they basically did. They really but... did. <laughs> but well, it doesn't have the best part of Hearthstone, which is the dusting system that lets yeah. you like get the cards you need and everything. Right. See, I played Hearthstone for a... Uh, probably a year or two when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't really played it since, and I downloaded it, I don't know, probably like a few months ago. And I was like, oh, and then I got this message, all these cards have been retired or whatever. And then all <laughs> these were changed. And I look at my thing, I'm like, I don't even remember like what my combos were of like, I need this card, <laughs> then this card. I'm like, and so I guess I'm out on this shit standard too. Standard rotated out for Yeah, dude, fuck that standard <laughs> rotation. Yeah, so yeah, that I've was kind of fallen off of the magic train lately. I played for the first time just with Dom last night in like months that I've I haven't played in months. I've been on that D and D life. I'm just evolving as a nerd. <laughs> right on. Um, again, see, like I think I could have been like a real legit nerd, and I think Dom could have been more nerdy too. Probably if he, had, I think we had a similar scenario. Like I lived in a small town where it just. Like, I was the only person besides my older cousin who liked Final Fantasy. And then I had one friend who was, like, kind of into it, right? Yeah. And he was also kind of into Zelda. But most people were like, the fuck is gay-wide, yeah, gay-wide Final exactly, Fantasy exactly stuff, right? And that was is. how it was. <laughs> so, like, no one I knew played Dungeons & Dragons. No one I knew played Magic. Pokemon cards were a thing that kids four years younger than me played. And I loved Pokemon the game, but I was like, fuck those little kids and their Pokemon cards. So I just See, we never uh, knew how to play Pokemon when I yeah, was growing Pokemon's up. It was just, game. we had the cards, I was like, oh, this is cool. Um... This is better than that card, but we never knew how to actually play. We're like, uh. I have a little cousin um, who did because he, I visited him when he was like nine, and he was like, "Will you play Pokemon cards with me?" I was like, "Sure," and he handed me whatever my hand would be, and he kept all the best ones, so I laid <laughs> something down. But it showed me like how, like if you learned how to play, it made you really good at math because it was like, yeah. Here's yeah. this, and you're this, so it's four times damage for that, and he would do yeah, this math like how... instantly, right? That's how magic is. What yeah. they say about magic is that it's chess with math, right? Like it's. It's like a oh, thinking game. Saying math I like math. Very yeah, much, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a game where you have to be thinking ahead, think about what they're going to do and how you're going to respond turns ahead of time. And uh, while you're thinking about that, you're calculating yeah. damage and you're calculating. It's everything totals. I like. Like I said, I also like math as well. I love chess. Like right. Well, I know Dom kicks my ass. More chess, or less, <laughs> all of our every video game I love is based off Dungeons and Dragons or um, card game system because all of them yeah. were like originally like that. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, I'd probably like it, um, but I just have never been exposed to any of it in some way. Yeah. But like, I listened to a podcast really where they played Dungeons and Dragons, and it was really funny Yeah, because they like got real into it and shit. But yeah. um, I'm like, yeah, my friends, we wouldn't be entertaining that I know. Like, people, uh, I don't really have <laughs> friends these days. Cause well, Daniel Powell wanted moved. to play. Uh, Power yeah. wanted to play. Like, he was going to join our group and have, like, a session with us. But like schedules came up and stuff, and it didn't. He was always happen. busy. But he like busy, made yeah. a character and everything. Like he was gonna be this like a uh, dwarven, warlocky, like dual wielding maces type evil magic user guy. Except he kept on saying like he was gonna win. Right? He was like, "I'm gonna win," and I'm like, "Well, you don't really win." Well, see that, and that, and that's been my disconnect. Like, because I'm playing, I'm playing in wide session as well is D and D session currently, but. I'm not going to join like any of their next cam- campaigns in the future because I have to have a goal. I got to win at something. <laughs> right. I mean, well, you work together again, to complete We grew up on video games, so it's like, sure, we're playing Final Fantasy. We can grind our guys out. Yep. We'll go on the side quest. But at the end, we're going to take down the ultimate weapon, and that's like what we're going to do. Right. So there, you would think there would – you would want something. Right, which I mean that happens in D D too. Like there's a there's an ultimate bad guy, you know, in our campaign that they have to like form an army to go fight. But 
But there was a scenario like where a, we could have just stopped, like stayed in another realm, and like, all right, we're done here. We don't have yeah. to go back. Like, I, you gotta do the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> um, random news: France won the World Cup. I just got that yep. alert before we started this. I don't care anything about soccer. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, would. US didn't even make it this year, no. and even if they did, I wouldn't have. Right, they wouldn't, wouldn't have made it far. Um, I would have loved soccer. I think. Um, my history is in when I was in kindergarten, I played soccer with like this older team and was like, cool, but I don't really get to play, but I, I enjoyed going to the practices. And then in second grade, we got to join a soccer league. We went undefeated two seasons in a row. Um, our Warica wild bunch was the name of our team. <laughs> and, uh, it was the Stevens County league. So it was like Duncan Comanche and all these other towns. And since we went undefeated two years in a row, they kicked us out and they're like, well, you're not <laughs> from Stevens County. Wow. <laughs> and then, so Warica never had soccer again. And it was like, we went undefeated. Like, some of us might have actually been good at soccer. I don't know, but who who would they ever know? They stopped y'all's potential. Right. Stop and the so, potential. Uh, I've never really gotten to soccer. FIFA's too easy of a video game for me to enjoy, so I never play that. So without that, I'd have no reason to be into soccer. Um, I have a feeling I know the answer to this. Do either one of y'all watch the TV show Big Brother? I used to. I used to really love it, but I don't anymore. Man, no. I try to convince everyone to watch it because it's the best TV show ever made. It's great. Um, it's great. If I had the time or if I had cable now, because well, I don't. Has, <clears throat> CBS All Access is only $6 a month, and you can watch live feeds and all the episodes. Look, it has, I got to tell you something. I'm paying for like 100 different services right now that I don't well, even know. Well, cancel that shit. Cancel that shit. <laughs> CBS is the cheapest one. Um, but I have it because I like to watch Colbert, and I like to watch Big Brother. That's pretty much the only reasons. But this season has been so good. Like, people are already, like, there's two teams, and they're going after the big guns, like, the first two weeks, and then never is like that. It's always, like, they normally hang out and wait around until the end and start going after each other. So it's been a very fun first two weeks of Big Brother. So if anyone out there, Pow Wow, I know, watches it. Yeah. But um, he's, like, the only person I really know. Uh, so I had to ask. And then there's another TV show on HBO. I don't know if one of your mini services are HBO Go, but it's totally more worth it than whatever else you're paying for. <laughs> um, Sharp Objects with Amy Adams came out. It's fucking super good. Like, I don't know if y'all heard of Big Little Lies or whatever came out last year. It was like, it's like on that sort of level, but it's just going to be a really good show. My wife's all into it, so I'm going to have to watch it. So that's another good show. On yeah, I've, I've never seen, never heard of it. Um, and then my one last, uh, I guess... Well, I guess I have a couple political things, if y'all are down to getting no political stuff. I've never seen... All right, I see a lot always. of... Always. <laughs> I've always seen conservatives on my friends list, because I, I like having both my super liberal and super conservative friends, because I like to be my libertarian self, or I'm like, y'all are right on half of it. Each of y'all, each y'all are kind of right. Uh, but I see a lot of, well, liberals are saying that the American flag's offensive to Muslims. Share this if you disagree. And I'm like, no one's saying that. I've never seen anyone, anyone ever say the American flag is offensive to Muslims. And I'm like agnostic on my most optimistic day. And I'm like, I don't care about your religion at all. Yeah. So I'm never going to be the top that's like, I'm going to offend you. Like, I've, that doesn't matter to me. I've just never seen anyone say that. And so it's like this crazy made up argument that yeah. gets people all riled up. And I'm just like, you're all idiots. You're all idiots for sharing this. And it gets shared like fucking thousands of times. I mean, in shit. all honesty, that fucking picture that you're talking about probably came from fucking Russia. That was a good you know, it's probably good some fucking Russian cyber warfare troll starting shit, trying to divide, you know, the fucking country. Look, I am 
probably the most liberal guy. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, You're probably I'm so liberal. liberal. I'm for abortion the day after the baby's born. Right? Oh, man. Oh, God. I, mean, like, like, <laughs> I don't think that's liberal. <laughs> oh, I, that's not. I think you're confusing liberal with, uh, like, murdering. Yeah, that's straight <laughs> murder. We might have to do something. Um, but. Because I believe. You know, I go to the meetings, the right? I, I, I go to the, I go to the, you know, the liberal meetings, right, that we all have yeah. where we wear our, you know, masks. Next door to all the we, black meetings. Right, black right, meetings. right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I haven't heard that, you know, the, the right. American flag thing, you know, so I, I think we can, you know, cut that one off. Right. But, I mean, there are times where, like, the liberal side uh, – so I'm trying to be fair because what happens is my, I have a cousin who lives in Utah who uh, hits me up and he told me, I just haven't been agreeing with you lately. And the reason why is because I've had my cousin Snappy on who is very conservative. And so I'm going to naturally appear liberal in – contrast to him mm-hmm. and before i had powwow on who was more liberal than i am so in contrast i seemed more conservative so that's really the only reason uh i think people are like i agree with you this week or not it's like sure. well, i'm gonna just try to do the other side a little bit but like i look at the whole um hijab is that the name of it where like the whole muslim full garb and i would assume because like feminism falls to the liberal side right and feminism's kind of this whole you shouldn't have to cover your body and be proud of who you are but yet liberals are like those women should be allowed to wear that if that's what they want to do. But then there's another side of it like, well, they're being forced to do it. And so it's like this weird confusing where well, no one knows where to stand. Feminism is not like this doctrine by which women have to like walk around naked, right? Like feminism just means like they would have they the choice to do that. To do, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. But, but these so women do these not. Women, well, I don't. That's not true at all. I don't know where you're getting that from. There are certainly parts of the world where that's the case. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. In Saudi but, Arabia, women right, are not Saudi allowed Arabia, to do that. Right, and that's what like Malala Yousafzai mm-hmm. is fighting against. Right, like you know, that's what she took bullets for. Right, was her ability to go to school, her ability to drive, her ability you right. know to walk around. But like. In most of the world where there are Muslim women, it's a decision that you make, and you make that decision at puberty, um, and it's it's open, you know, for, for either way. And so I've I've known Muslim women who they they wear the hijab, and then their daughters do not, right, right, because it's like a personal decision. And well, I basically, it's just different sex and cultures. I'm sure do what you're right. saying, and I bet others, right, their choice isn't probably a choice i've I had a guess from the way we know of certain countries being ran right but like i mean again i don't know why we would like throw that on the shoulders of feminism right because like it's not as if like i guess i'm not i'm throwing on the fact that i think the liberals take on it is a certain way when i'm like but those same liberals are typically also the same type that would have a different thought on just women in general like you shouldn't have to do this you should be have a choice but whenever it comes to a certain uh, section they want to be careful how they word things so it's like ah oh, and so they their positions slightly change I feel like well, I think the thing about liberalism I I feel is that we kind of just feel like people should like do what they want right and like see within, I would within reason right? sometimes see I think libertarianism which I subscribe to is people should do what they want. You don't worry about any other people. Oh God, I, ha- I hate libertarianism. <laughs> like I hate it. To so me, they're, um, it's just cowardly liberalism. You, you, That's you what push it is. the button. So, you push yeah. the button <laughs> because it's just, they like, believe in all the same social equality that liberals believe in, but without all the government being in your shit. But how are you going to enforce only, that? Right, but it's the only one that ideologically makes sense across the board. Right now it makes no sense that liberals are like, get government out of vaginas, but they better be involved in guns. 
good government out of this, but they and con, conservatives are the same way. They pick and choose what side they want government involved in. I just like the way libertarians are like, we're at least consistent in our thought process. Yeah, but you, you don't have a government that way. You just no, have, you have a very small government. Name one libertarian country. Hmm. I have no idea. There aren't any. <laughs> because you can't exist in a strictly well, libertarian... Well, our country isn't a liberal country or a conservative country, so you're you're using political ideology to say in this country. But, but there are tons of liberal countries, right? You're a capitalist right? country. That's sure, what but, we are. Sure, but like, look at like most of Europe. They're all socialist countries, right? So I would say socialism is extreme liberalism, and these are all socialist countries. So liberalism as an ideology works for government, right? I would say but, they're also... I would say almost... Most successful European countries are more capitalist than socialist. They still sell trades, stocks. They have social aspects, social health care, right. and things like that. What, what I'm saying is libertarianism is great, like, as an ideology for you to believe, but you can't run a country that way. Right, and honestly, how are you and I tell people taxes, this all right? the time. Like, how are you going to... Like libertarians, taxation is theft, right? Like, right. Okay, I, I completely but agree I want you. roads, right? I want, like, health care. Well, I think like, most uh, that aren't extreme libertarians would say, well, yeah, you would still have some taxes for your basic needs, but you don't need them for all these extra shit that we do. And a private company can come over and take certain areas. And I even think a big flaw in libertarians, because I listen to a lot of podcasts that have them, and I'll leave normally being like, I agree halfway and disagree, because there's a lot of faith put in humans that yeah. I don't necessarily have. There's a lot of like... Well, we'll just all be honorable to the system, right, right, and that's where I'm. Right. That's where libertarians lose me a lot of the time. Right. But whenever they're like, "Well, open borders because it's an imaginary shit," I'm like, "I agree with that." And they're like, "Why make drugs illegal? You make criminals." I agree with that. Like they have a lot of things that, in a big picture sense, I always agree with. Um, I just think liberals are here to pull us forward, and conservatives are make sure we don't do it too quickly. And libertarians are here to give us this other little viewpoint. <laughs> and that's just kind of how our country goes. My The only problem I have with politics is that dumb people get lied to constantly. Yeah. And they believe it. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with Russia, right? I mean, that's the whole right. – I would say the whole reason and we I'll even have, say, we Yeah, we get in a little bit because I know you know a little more than me. My whole thing from the very beginning when we started this uh, – me and Powell started the podcast is even if Trump never talked to anyone. And I don't think that's the point to me. To me, the point is – did Russia influence the election through a cyber uh, campaign, right? That's only the question is. And everyone right. that is a Trump supporter take that as, fuck you, he's a legitimate president. Right, <laughs> You're like, that's right. not what yeah, we're yeah. saying. Yeah. And, and the thing about about that situation, like this whole Mueller like, investigation, right, with Russia is unnecessary. If we want to impeach Trump, there's shit that he's doing out in the open, right. right, that is totally impeachable. I mean, he's breaking the emoluments clause of the Constitution on the daily. I mean, he rips right? up all so his like, papers. I, mean, I read the story where, right. like, they had to hire extra staffers because he's ripping up his papers. And they have to and tape them back together. That. Yeah, they have to tape these official documents back together. Yeah, so the emoluments clause... Right. Basically means that like you can't take gifts from foreign countries. Right. right. Like you can't like enrich yourself by the office of the presidency. But Trump never divested of his properties after he became president. Right. Jimmy Carter sold his peanut farm in right. 78 or whatever right. it was so, because they were scared he was going to influence the price of peanuts as yeah. president. <laughs> and so all these foreign diplomats that come over 
instead of staying at various different properties, they all stay at Trump properties. Right. And every time that a foreign diplomat chooses to stay at a Trump property and that money goes to Trump because he hasn't divested, that's breaking the emoluments clause of the Constitution is ground for impeachment because it's a, right. it's a well, crime. And the fact that, so, I mean, he makes a Secret Service stay there. There's a lot of things yeah. he does. Mar-a-Lago I mean, is a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's absurd. We don't need Russia, right? Russia is this, like, big thing that, like, people, like... They think, okay, you know, Trump is just so out in the open about everything we can't. This is the one thing that he's hiding, right? This is the one thing that he's not being honest about. And if we can catch him in this lie, right, then, like, we'll we'll get him, you know? Well, we've caught him in a lot I of lies. Think it's, yeah, right. He lies, like, constantly. Right. He'll be time. like, we're going to show you these documents. And then his White House is like, we're not showing you those documents. Right. And then Sarah Huggleby Sanders will be like, no no president in known history has ever shown documents. And then she'll just say that she with a straight face. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, I guess this is the world we live in. Now, I don't think he'll be impeached because we have too vocal of a, I guess, I don't know if they think they're majority, but I would say it's a minority if only 47% of people voted. And it seems like most polls now aren't happy uh, with Trump, that the majority of people aren't fans of him. Yeah, he's at like 31%. Right. Approval. And then he claimed uh, also recently that reminded me uh, that he is the most popular GOP president ever, even more than Abraham Lincoln, even though they didn't start taking those polls until like 1930 or some Indeed. shit. Right? Like some, yeah, uh, he just says shit. And he now, also said that he won the Electoral College by a wider margin than anyone in like 70 years or something. And like the that. last five presidents were all more yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like recent, like the last literally one. like Obama both times. And then, Bush, and then when they pointed that out, they were like, well, Republicans. That's it was like I mean. actually Bush. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> Bush against fucking, um, who was that second guy? John Kerry. Was it Kerry? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the first time was Gore, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bush against Kerry, I remember, was a fucking slaughter. Yeah. I remember that day. Yeah. It was, yeah. He had weird eyes. I don't think, I just think that's what, <laughs> what got him. Um, I feel like I had one more random. Oh, I have to give Trump some credit. I actually agree with him on the NATO thing. And I know, and so like this is where like, well, so did Obama. Right. Obama agreed with him on that. I know. And it's so, like the people I work with get upset at me because uh, they're both conservative. And I try to keep to myself uh, on my political thoughts most of the time. But I'll just be like, oh, you know, I really agree with him on this NATO thing. Except I think instead of us saying y'all better pay more, we should just pay less. <laughs> like, why don't we just pay what they pay? Like, I think that's the better strategy. But in general, I get the idea. Right. I totally do. And then, so, you know, they'll be all happy with me. And when I made that statement, it was the same time that the uh, FBI agent was getting grilled by Congress, going to be held in contempt of court, right, and all that. Right. Uh, and all I said after that was, I just find it funny that two years ago, the FBI was doing God's work going after Hillary Clinton, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> they're all corrupt, shady bastards. And these dudes got so, well, anyone could corrupt. I'm like, you're trying to say the most, like, the top-of-the-line law enforcement agency is corrupt, yet you're like, cops should be able to shoot people. Right. Like, where <laughs> are we at? Are you, like, for law enforcement? Are we against law enforcement? And then I made a statement of, I didn't even like Hillary Clinton. I'm not really a fan. I'm, I got, that's just how it is. And I was like, and they investigated for like two years with no people pleading guilty. And you're like, perfectly good use of money. And they've been doing Trump for a year and a half with five people pled guilty already. 16 and, indictments. And, 16 and then 11 indictments. came out yesterday. Right. So 27 indictments. And then, it's, and then they're like, and yet that's a waste of money. And then immediately, and this is what like, if anyone doesn't know what cognitive dissonance is, really look it up. It's like a real important thing, I think, in, in just the world. But immediately he was like, well, yeah, that's because they threatened to go after people's families. So you have to plead in it. So that's how the federal war. And I'm like, you just made up this huge fucking elaborate yep. Mission Impossible movie storyline <laughs> on the spot yep. to just defend it. Like, so it, I, of course, let it go. Because once that happens, like, it right. just doesn't matter. Right. We're not They're talking not, anymore about or discussing anything. going to make shit up. <laughs> So that's, that's why I actually think was Hillary Clinton's biggest flaw 
um, and what I would do if I was running for president <laughs> against Trump. Um, and whoever winds up running against him in 2020 should absolutely do this. Go to the debate, right? Debate starts, shake his hand, make your opening statements. But the second that he says some wacky, loony, fucking off-the-wall bullshit, <laughs> just say, look, that's your warning. I'm not going to stand on stage and give credibility to you if you're going to say insane stuff. See, I don't think that's the way and to then, handle it. And then if he keeps talking, walk away. Because See, I, I don't think, think, I think that plays too in much his base. credit. His base, his base sees that as he just defeated you. Yep. So I don't think that's good. I think the strategy is would, if you could imagine John Stewart was running for president and he debated Donald Trump, and he'd be like, "This motherfucker," and then he would call him out on shit. I think that uh, would be how it has to happen. Dom knows how I feel about John Stewart running for president. I would work for that campaign. Oh yeah, like that, I was free oh of charge volunteer. I just enjoy him as a human being. He's so smart. Right. He's. I mean, he's forward thinking. He's smart. He's hilarious. Like, oh my god. And he god. had the probably the best show ever. Yeah. Um, he got, I think, he came in on third on my list when we done top five late night hosts. But I just have like this weird boyhood thing with Conan and then Colbert. It's like my spirit animal, <laughs> even though he's not an animal. Um, all right, I think that's about all I have. And then we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're talking about basketball, some rap shit. Yep. Dom is, will have some shit to say, but why it's really going to carry the load on all the rap and basketball <laughs> conversation. <laughs> All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and we are back. I was joking before why it will probably pitch in very little to rap and basketball conversations. <laughs> But he's still here if we need him. All right, Dom. First thing I want—I want to have you on last week almost, but I just already had a two-hour podcast and was like, "Wow, oh, we'll just wait," um, because a lot of NBA free agency news was happening. You were on the team of pissed people at this whole Demarcus Cousins thing. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. But I was like, "Fuck, I'll do it now." But let's just wait and we'll have more people to talk about. Um, yeah. So it's worked out. So the first one that happened, literally an hour after you left, the last time you were on this podcast. Was LeBron went to the Lakers, yep. <laughs> which is crazy. I, I, I literally thought that I was like, as soon as we recorded, and then like 30, 40 minutes later, I was like, did this just happen? We just missed this. I know. And then I end up cutting out some of our predictions Good. of him staying to the Cavs <laughs> yeah. and all that. We're like, yeah, yep, that's not true. So LeBron went to the Lakers. Uh, I think it was for, fairly obvious. Everyone had, thought he was going to or whatever yeah. um, for a couple of years. Um, their team. Is whatever I don't know. I have no idea what to make of their team myself. Yeah, it's a bunch. Of, what it's LeBron and a bunch of random parts. I mean, you got in the point guard spot. You're gonna have Lonzo and Rondo, which is like the same guy, except I trust Rondo a lot more. Right. <laughs> well, I just think uh, historically for LeBron, he's had a lot of shooters around him, and That's he true. doesn't have many shooters now. Magic Johnson gave his whole reasoning you know we're gonna run it like this with more playmakers put him in the post more old school michael jordan all this stuff and uh it could work we'll just see now they also got javel mcgee to the lakers JaVale McGee, which he was like out of the league two years ago and now all of a sudden he's like he re-imaged himself in golden state because right. that's what everybody does in golden yeah, state he's the new clint capella um and then they also got lance stevenson who's one of my favorite players on the lakers it seemed like lebron 
grab like all the players who hated him previously because Rondo did not like. Well, LeBron. Lance Stevenson is the LeBron stopper. So yeah, he just took him yeah. out of the equation. That's how <laughs> I see it. Um, and yeah, and Rondo as well. But they gave him too much money, in my opinion, for that that deal. But he does try hard in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Nerlens Noel went to the Thunder. Yeah, I saw that. I'm actually a big fan of that. I like I having too. somebody who comes off the bench, very athletic. Like, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> right. One of the guys I work with loves sports. One of them could care less about sports. Mm-hmm. And so the one that liked him, I was trying to explain him, oh, they got Nerlens Noel. And he's like, well, who's that? And I was trying to explain who he is. He kept going, well, what does New Orleans have to do with any of this? I was like, no, the guy's <laughs> name is Norlands Noel. And so it was very confusing for me to explain to him. We got a good backup center, yeah. like a really good backup yeah. center. I was so. like, he had, like, he was a top three pick at one point in time. Yeah. I mean, it's just injuries has kind of I mean, derailed his if career. Something and happened I think he could be. Steven Adams, I wouldn't feel horrible. I wouldn't either. Right? You'd be like, oh, we got a good quality guy. So, um, Julius Randle went to New Orleans for I super cheap. I didn't see that coming at all. I know. I like the fit a lot. Actually, like I do too, like because, especially without right, Boogie well, there. A lot of people, to me, Anthony Davis needs to play the five on offense and the four on D, mm-hmm. and Randall can play the five on D and the four on offense. Yep. So I think it works perfectly for a fit. But they also have a Meritich and stuff there, so we'll see how it all fits together. But I like that signing. And then the big one that happened next, at least on my list, that sent the whole world pissy was DeMarcus Cousins or Boogie to Golden State. All right. So we're gonna start the boogie thing, All right? When you when I first hit you up, <laughs> you were on the team of I was going insane, right. but I had like time to calm down and think about everything because at first, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because I'm a huge like beside Westbrook, I thought Boogie was like the realest, I realest, like, realest I like around. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that he went to Golden State and I was like, he just. I felt my heart broke break a little bit. Right. But then I started looking at the facts. After I got up after I got over everything, I started looking at the facts. I was like, Well, no other team offered him anything. Right. Which was insane. I don't care right. if you're getting boogie half even, the year. Even before the facts came out, um I my first thought and the reason I wasn't pissed was I was I assumed his his options were gonna be like the five million from Golden State or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And or maybe he did get like a fifteen million for one year. But if that's the case, and he takes the let's do the ring one year, and then I'll get a bigger. I understood every aspect, even before the facts, because I was like, I don't think anyone's offered him long term. Yeah, nobody. And no one did. Him. No nobody one did. offered him long term, even though New Orleans did offer him a fair contract. Did they? Yeah, more than what he got at Golden State, but he right. didn't want to take a short term deal. But right. I'm like. This gives you a chance to prove yourself. You already like um, you. You I'm had not a good thing going in New Orleans. I'm not mad at all, and I'm I mean, not mad I'm at still, Golden State. I'm still upset. I'm still very upset. The but chan- there I is understand never, from boogies. There has never se- been someone come back from Achilles injury the same except Dominique Wilkins. That's true. And he was short. There's never been anyone over a certain height, over like six eight, that's ever come close to what they were before that injury. So I'm just like, I think Golden State took a risk as well. That's all I'm saying. It's not a guarantee they're going to start five All Stars at any time that are all playing at All Star level. Yeah, like he might not be, and if he is, they took that risk, and it just is what it is. They played underneath the rules. Now I still think Durant's a bitch for what he did, but I get it, right or whatever. Um, Chris, our friend Chris, yeah. cracks me up how much he still hates on Durant. Like he I mean, is still I hate I, I hate on Durant a lot, but 
Chris definitely posts See, a lot more, I, and I support I support his post. I definitely right, do. Right, and <laughs> but I just as a just a basketball fan, I enjoy the the ride of our team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We, we, we fucked up hard. We fucked we, it up. We, yeah, we messed and, we messed it all up. But it's we, part we of the ride. Amnesty Perkins Perkins, and we would have been fine because we right. could have kept all all four of them. Right. And so I just uh, I don't know. It's I enjoy the ride. It's fun. And eventually, the Warriors. And I've heard this explained on some podcast the other day is. Even let's say the Warriors win the next four. Eventually they'll lose. Eventually they will lose. And that I mean, will make it better. Like it's just it's like when you go longer without eating a meal, that meal tastes better. That's just what will happen with basketball. I mean, yeah, we've gotten to the point now where we I or at least like the last couple of years, I was rooting for LeBron to beat Golden State. And I hate, and LeBron. I hate LeBron. Exactly. Like it drives me insane. And the fact that we reached that point in life, I'm like, is that a good point or a bad point? Um at least to the whole competitive balance in the NBA. I know that's been a big discussion recently. Right. Like, how do you fix where teams aren't getting five all-stars in their primes? I'm like, you but, can't really fix it if all-stars decide to take but less here's, money. Right. Here's even the argument where even if that wasn't the case, like we just held Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City drafts Durant. They draft Westbrook. Draft Harden. There was a scenario they could have kept them. Mm-hmm. That would have been a super team. Yep, it would have been without. Cheating. It would have been. It would have been a natural without but anyone it been, going anywhere. It would have been anything. natural though, and that's why, like the first time Golden State, the first two years of Golden State going to the finals, right. all that loved them. I liked that team a For lot sure. because they were natural. I was like, okay, that's how you build a team. Yeah, but then after that, I'm like, that's honestly the, the thing I'm most pissed about. I've said it before about Durant going the Warriors is he made me not like the Warriors that I liked, and I think it diminishes how great Steph Curry is. Exactly, Steph had to take a backseat. And now it's like, oh, well, Steph isn't the lead dog on Golden State. He is the lead dog. Without um, him, they don't. They, they don't. don't look they the can't same. run the. They right. can't run that off. Exactly. All right. So moving on here, Michael Carter Williams to the Rockets. I'm very interested in this one to um, see what happens. Yeah, uh, he doesn't fit in the Rockets. I don't know why he went to the Rockets, but he doesn't fit as. I well. don't hate on Daryl Morey typically. I see what he has. They have no wings right now. Maybe they're going to move him to a three because he's long. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I mean, what the plan he is, is but. He can't shoot. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll see. Uh, Jeff Green to the Wizards. I like that. I like that. For... I don't like Jeff Green, but I like all the Wizards moving together. So it's a piece of a whole thing. Um, Wilson Chandler got traded to the Sixers. I only brought that up because I always liked Wilson Chandler. I did too. I thought he was an interesting piece. I like. I I like, would have loved him on the Thunder as like a six man. I thought he well kind of something fits I, in that role. I do on two K. Uh, you know, when I do my trades. I always for whatever reason try to get Wilson Chandler and Kenneth Fareed from the Nuggets mm-hmm. because they just fit in with the way Westbrook plays on that game because they're like rim runners or whatever. They they cut and so I always like both of them. I guess because of the video game aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Evans to the Pacers. Yeah, I. I, I think the Pacers are. Sh- I think Pacers will be top three in the East, easy this year. Top three? I don't know. I mean, I like Tyreek. I don't know how that fits because of Depot and everything, but I don't think Tyreek had, ba- had a bounce back year last year. And you can't have too many shooters today, so I think I ain't gonna be all right. Uh, Dwight Howard to the Wizard, also odd, but I think it's fine. I, I, think- I like the way Bill Simmons take on it because uh, you know I love Bill Simmons' yeah. podcast, and he has Joe House on, who's a big Wizards fan, and he goes, "Well, the." The Wizards are already the worst locker room chemistry in the league, so what <laughs> yeah. can it hurt adding the worst locker room chemistry guy there is like to the mix? So, yeah, yeah I'm interested in that. Um, Japari Parker to the Bulls. I saw this one yesterday, I yep. believe. And, what, $20 million, two year, or $40 million total, two years, two-year deal. And I was like, I, I like Jabari coming out of college and everything, yeah. out of Duke, but he's been too injury-prone. I wouldn't give him $20 million. Yeah, but they also paid Zach Levine. They did. The Bulls don't give a fuck yeah. who they're paying. <laughs> they did, but prayer. I don't know if it's justified. I like I said, I want to see him bounce back, but and then uh, it to the Nuggets. 
two million dollars for Isaiah Thomas. I like him. I like the fit though. I, I like the fit as well. I think he he's great. He'll be great in Denver. That horn is totally on our side if you're listening and in a car. <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah, I like the fit of it, but I just think about the fall from grace Isaiah Thomas had. Think about him. He was in Boston. Boston fucked him. Yeah, he was in Boston. He what? He scored like fifty something points in a playoff game with his sister dying. Yep. It, like me, he was the rallying cry for that Boston. Team I don't know year. if if the footage exists, but if there is footage of those doctors pressuring him to play, he could sue them for so much money. I yeah. feel like because they kind of ruined his career because they forced him to play on something he never yeah. recovered from that. He injury. went from being to potentially getting a hundred million plus dollars. To now $2 million. But I like the way the thing came out. We were like, well, he got paid what a Brink truck's worth because technically a Brink oh, truck's man. only yeah, insured for that. $2 was, million. Dollars. I felt so bad. I was like, people are salty on the internet nowadays. I know, it's <laughs> so good. And then this is not This is kind of still free agency, but not really. The Mellow Watch. For me personally, I have every day for like two weeks been like, anything happen with Mellow today? Yeah. And last time you were on here, I was totally on the just keeping, but I understand they're on the luxury tax now and they, they can't do that. Um. I was hoping they could trade him to the Nets and get Jeremy Lin. That was a rumor for a while. Yeah, that I was, was a thing. Like, I, I walked into work one day, Chris, like, yeah. we were just talking about it. Chris said, Jeremy Lin's going to OKC for Melo. I was like, you're a lie. There's no way that's happening. Right. And like I started looking up reports. I was like, man, this might happen, but no. Then he, Jeremy Lin came out and was like, it's not happening. Yeah. So um, that was a bummer. But apparently he's going to go to the Rockets, which could not be a, a worse fit in the league. This drives me absolutely insane that the Rockets – Rockets want Melo, and Melo wants to go to Rockets because he's going to be doing the same shit that he just did at the Thunder. They're going to post. I mean, him I'm and- happy with it. Of course, I feel like that takes the Rockets from not being the number two team in the in the yeah. way. I don't think they are anyway. Honestly, I don't think they, they are they either. Lost too much, but um, the fact Dan Tony has admitted he quit New York because of Melo, yeah. and now Melo's going to play for Dan Tony. It's just a very interesting storyline. I hope it happens. Um, Miami's also been rumored as well, but I don't see him. Yeah, Miami was rumored. Culture. L.A. was rumored, but. Like, even though, like, him and LeBron are boys, LeBron has had the chance to get Melo multiple chime, times, right. and I think he's nixed that because he know, he likes Melo and everything, but he knows it's not a good fit. The right. way Melo plays and the way he plays, just not a good fit. Melo, as much as I love Melo, he's kind of an outdated player, you know, the way the current NBA, NBA is going. Right. I agree. All right. We're going to move on to a top five list we're doing this week. Oh, we're going to yeah. do top five favorite rap groups. We didn't really talk a whole lot on who's on whose list. I honestly didn't put on a lot of the classic, really well-known rap duos because I figured you would have the majority of those. I, I have, yeah, I have a lot. I don't... I just I don't, know, like, like your opinions on Tupac, for instance, compared to mine, I'm like, you'll probably have older rap. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where um, I kind of went, not all newish, but... I mean, I'm, I'm As, positive with mine. I'm about you know. to say, we'll see where where we ended up on each of these. Right. Um, so, I do want to get to a qu- uh, few quick things. Yeah. Um, do you have like any like honorable mentions or anything? Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll save honorable mentions so after right. we're done. So all we don't right. want to yeah. ruin the list, right? right. Like all when right. someone <laughs> thinks I should have had, you know, D12 and it's on my honorable mention or whatever. Um, I got you. So what's your number five? So my number five is should be a lot higher, but I didn't listen to them enough, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to put them higher. It's Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Um, I figured you would have had them higher. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it should probably be number one or two. But like I said, well, I didn't listen to them enough. Right. I listened to them a decent amount, but not enough to justify in my mind that they're the first or second. But 
They are top five. Right. And I guess one thing I guess I should have said about it before we started was these are favorites, like our favorites. Yeah. If it was best, yeah, Wu-Tang's probably one or two if yeah. it's, like, most accomplished or whatever. But, yeah, number five, I think it's good. I really like um, old ODB. And I like I Method Man. Like, I love the Method Man, Red Man uh, revival during How High and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even smoke pot at that time because I was in high school or whatever. But I'm connected to the movie. And then when I did smoke pot, I watched that shit all it the time. It was so, so great, like, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of of Wu-Tang. Like, yeah. I like it. And I like their whole, you know, kung fu mixed in with rap. It's yeah, fun. it's great. Um, my number five is one that... I have mixed feelings about one of the members now, I guess, but I just grew up loving him, which is Big Timers. Oh, man, Big Timers. That's good. I didn't even – they didn't even cross my mind, but I right. I can see that. See, and <laughs> I debated because I knew I wanted rather Hot Boys or Big Timers. Little Wayne is probably my favorite rapper ever, um, but the Hot Boys just didn't have as many good songs. Right? And Big Timers had like – I mean, Manny Fresh Beats and Birdman used to actually be good at rapping yeah. until he big, fell off. Big Timers was the truth. I'll give it to you on right. that. Like, I, I like Big Timers. Like everybody Get Your Roll On still one of my all-time <laughs> favorite songs. Um, Real Big was a big deal in that Midnight yeah, Real Club big. song, and it was all in, like, every commercial. Oh, man. So I just loved Big Timers. I loved every Cash Money stuff. My cousin Rusty, who normally listens to this, he had, like, every Cash Money CD there was. Yeah. And so we listened to that a lot when I was, like, 13, 14, so... It just has a big impact. I was about to say, if I could say say like record labels that actually kind of like influence like life growing up, it'd be Cash Money Records. Right. (laughs) And it wasn't until I was uh, I went to nerd camp when I was fifteen, the first year before I met Powell because he came the next year. And there were these two black dudes from New Orleans, and I I was listening to a lot of Cash Money stuff, and they just they're like, you know, the big timers are, and I was like, you know, the big timers are, because like I my besides my cousin and his friends, like none of my friends had a clue Cash Money Records were or anything, and then. They pulled out like all these. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And so like that's how me and the two black dudes from New Orleans became cool. My first year was because I knew all this rap music. There's like, there's no way you know what this is. Yeah, it's, so big timers is good. Big timers was real great. So what is your number four? Um, all right. I don't know if they qualify as a group. I qualified them as a group. Uh, Dipset. Okay, I I, I, I like Dipset a lot. Like. I was into Ho Killer Cam, Jules, um, Jim Jones. Like the music they were putting out, I thought it was great at that time. Right. I see. I'll count it um, because I was trying to think of a way I could include a group of Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Chameleon Air, and Slim Thug. <laughs> but I was like, there weren't really a group. They just did a lot of songs together. Um, so I'll count Dipsex had a name or whatever. Yeah. Now, I enjoyed that they went after Jay Z, even though I love Jay Z. I, I did too. That was one of the main things. I was like, They're I also ballsy. like, yeah, I also like Jay Z, but. Dipset just, they were running everything in the East at one point in time. Right. Um, now, I never liked Jim Jones. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I That's was, fine. I mean, it's not I like liked, he's the most lyrical guy or anything. Right. And that was my thing. And then he, at one time, was the most popular. And I was like, God damn, this dude sucks. Yeah. And But I always liked Cameron. Like, I still listen to Hey Ma, it's on my iPod, right? Yeah. Like, I fucking love Cameron. And Joel's and Lil Wayne just had this whole thing. And I love Lil Wayne, so I had to like him, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not hating at all on Dipset. I like him a lot. Um, all right, my number four that I'm going with is going to be Three Six Mafia. Oh man, I love Three Six Mafia. I thought about them really hard. Like Three Six Mafia is good. Yeah. I don't know if they're the most lyrically it's acceptable, but you, but know, you have like, fun. What year like, did you graduate high school? I graduated oh eight, and I, I just had my ten year reunion two weeks ago. Okay, yeah. So I graduated in 06. and so anytime that time period. If you're listening to rap music, you were listening to Three Six Mafia, and that's just all there was to like, it. Like I mean, they 
they produced the greatest rap album in Hustle and Flow. Right. So they're the only the, Oscar award winners. Exactly. <laughs> Shout that shit. Honestly, like I always love Three Six Mafia because uh, I'll mention my cousin Rusty. I'm sure a lot through my rap music. He exposed me just to a lot of rap music. Um, and I remember Chicken Head, which is I guess a Project Pat song, but that's yeah. all Three Six Mafia. Yeah, they're, to me. they're they're part of the same. Um, and I remember Chicken Head so well, just as a kid loving that shit. And then. I don't even remember what their next one, but I just, every song, I love 3-6 Mafia, but the thing that sticks out to me most was uh, their TV show on VH1. Oh, it was great. I loved it. Hollywood. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And it only had one season, from what I remember, and it was the best one season of reality shows ever. It was good. It was good. I loved it. They I had thought, a I thought big they tray. Had, yeah. Big tray, and he had this other big woman that they wanted to put whipped cream on. <laughs> I'll remember this scene forever. He he was looking for whipped cream so they could do some sex stuff and combine. They weigh like 500 pounds together, which is fine, but it just added to the, the scene. Yeah. You know? And the woman goes down and can't find whipped cream, so she gets ranch dressing and sugar, mixes them together in a bowl, and takes them back and covers even ranch oh cream and sugar. Oh, my God. That almost just made me throw up. <laughs> And then it was just so good. It was so good. And then there was all those rumors that the three six and three six mafias because they made a deal with the devil. Yeah, that's a three six. And then you've learned on Hollywood that Juicy J's dad's a pastor. So I'm like, that's ah, probably not what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Chances are. Uh, but anyway, it was. I just love three six mafia. They're yeah. great. That's funny because like two weeks ago, maybe last week, like a random song came up. It was by three six. It's an old song. And I was like, what is this? And it's baby mama, right. like it's my baby mama, right. and I was like, "This is dope!" Like, and, it, and I, I went to find, went on YouTube, went and found the video. I was like, "Oh, this, this was good. This was good shit." Yeah, Three Six Mafia is really good. Um, big fan of those. So I had to put them on my list. Yeah. All right. So what is your number three? Number three. This is where it starts getting. This is the heavy hitters to me. Number three is Bone Thugs. Okay. Bone I- Thugs and Harmony. I. I just love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right, and honestly, uh, and this was another one I figured you might have them, so I didn't really think much, but I don't think they would have even made my list because I only know one of their songs. Which one? Crossroads. I know every word, it? I know every word of Crossroads. I'm sure you could pull up other songs yeah, as soon as I, yeah, you played them. you'd probably and recognize, like, but not off the top I know of all of them, right, but I can't name many. So, And I know they beefed with Twista, and I, I, I supported Twista, you know? Oh, so at, in that beef moment, I guess I just chose my side. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that See, and that's terrible because I love Twista as well. Right. I, thought, I thought he was great. So I take rap beefs as I guess I'm going to get on another like little, yeah, little go thing. Go for it. I take rap, rap beefs as like, all right, who wins, who loses, all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, if I like both of your music, I'm still going to like both of your I music. I mean, there's a reason I like Jay-Z and Nas because <laughs> yeah. they're both worth it or good, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but Bone Thugs, I know Crossroads. I love Crossroads. And I know probably a few other songs, like I said, but I know they're good. Like, yeah. I know they're like top of the. Bone Thugs, I mean, that's one of the songs I'd like, or one of the groups I'd always end up playing, like going to like basketball games growing up. Like, right. Something with Bone Thugs in it. I just loved it. Like, uh, oh, they're good. Yeah. yeah. So they're number, my number three. All right. My number three. Um, I've debated putting these people on here because I felt like uh, what we talked about earlier with the black dude in hockey and the white running back. It's yeah. one of those scenarios, um, which is the Beastie Boys. Oh, man. See, I was tempted to put the Beastie Boys, but I didn't want to be like, oh, you're just putting the Beastie Boys because they're the white group and you have to have some diversity. I was like, I don't care about diversity. Right. They're they're just good. Like They're just good. And they they were, yeah, one of my honorable mentions. They, so. they have... <laughs> Their own sound, which I think they is do. important. Like I, the thing that I personally don't like, and uh, we might talk about this later. We're getting to talk about beats and shit. 
is everyone wants to sound the same, and I get it. Like, everyone wants to, for instance, right before y'all came over, you and Wyatt came over, and Wyatt left, by the way, so y'all won't hear him chime in. Um, before y'all came over, I saw the new B.O.B. song called Fred Yep, McBurn I saw the same or some thing, shit, yep. right? And my whole take was I used to think of B.O.B. as a little bit lyrical. Yeah, I thought I thought him as more of like a conscious rapper. And, and everything. this was a fucking mumble rap song. Yeah. And it's like, why? You're established, and yet you still want to copy mumble rappers. And so... It's weird. It's just a weird world we're in in rap yeah, music. I'm right? about to say I'm going to get off on another little right. tangent here. But like it, BC Boys <laughs> had their own sound. Yeah. They weren't trying to sound like anyone else. Maybe that's because they were white Jewish guys, right? And so they couldn't sound like the black dudes at that time. But they had an intensity mm-hmm. about their sound. Like something that took me a long time to learn when I'm rapping is some songs and sometimes you have to just have a different voice. And for me, I pretend I'm Meek Mill. And that's how I've done it since I heard Meek Mill. Like he has a certain... Uh, He's yelling at the mic, right, yeah, when he, he raps. And so there's certain songs, uh, like on my last mixtape, I have a song with Jay King, I can't remember the name, We called Weekend Rapper. And that first verse, I'm doing it in my mind, like, well, how would kind of Meek Mill do one of my verses, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. Um, so there's certain things, but like BC Boys is another one. Like they just were, when that song started, that song started. Yeah. But my favorite song of theirs is actually their most mellow, which is Girls. Mm-hmm. Um they're not real. I mean, they still scream though, so I guess they are kind of still high in energy. But I just always like Beastie Boys, um, and so I had to put them number three. Yeah, Beastie Boys, good. All right, what do you have for number two? Number two is N.W.A. Now I, this probably should be number one, but I have another one at number one. We'll, I got you. We'll I got get you. To that. Um, <laughs> N.W.A. One of my all-time favorites. I was gonna put. They would have made my top five, but I figured you had them. Yeah, so definitely. I was gonna switch it up a little bit. I remember the first time I heard NWA. I remember my grandpa finding out I owned NWA, and he was a cop, <laughs> and he was pissed. And um, I remember finding out that Ice Cube and them had beef, and then I hated Eazy-E, and I loved Ozzy. Like, yeah, uh, and NWA. I, and we me. found this out probably, what, 10 years after it happened, mm-hmm. and it gets broke, too, and you're like, oh. And you go through all these emotions in, like, three weeks yeah. of, of, like, their years of, of shit. Uh, but, yeah, NWA, is, the beats are just so good. They are. Like, Dr. Dre... Right, Dr. Dre was a master at that. I time. think I've probably told the story on here on the Powwow No podcast, at least. But I'm gonna say it again. If I didn't, when I saw the Boys in the Hood trailer, isn't that what it was called? Yeah, the uh, yeah, it was called no Shroud of Compton. Yeah, straight Sorry. out of Compton. It's called Shroud of Compton. And when we saw that trailer, like, and they went bing, boom, bing. I went like you can ask my wife. Like yeah. I fucking lost it in the theater. And I'm not like, like I do not have reactions to shit. And I was like. Oh my God! They're creating, they're, yeah. They're about to an NWA movie, and then it was like, and then they showed him being shitty mm-hmm. on the trailer, and I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah, and it then, was, that's probably the greatest like music biography I've ever. Oh yeah, ever seen? Like it was. It's so a little good. slow in the morning, in in the middle, and they definitely should have included some of Dr. Dre's um, demons. Yeah, that they left out. But I really liked it. I was I went and watched the Tupac movie. I was the only white person in the Tupac movie. I watched at the Tupac one as well. Uh, I went to eleven a.m. showing the only white guy. By myself, took some almonds and got a Dr. Pepper, and I just watched. I didn't really like the Tupac movie as well. It wasn't done, I don't think, as good as yeah, the Yeah, it was one. okay, but it, it could have been. Right, but I'm still excited for, because the guy, he's on Atlanta, which I fucking love Atlanta. It's so good. Um, He's the guy that played Snoop. Yeah. And there are talks of there Yeah, I've seen Snoop that as well, and I'm like, super excited because Snoop is like my favorite. <laughs> right, I like Snoop, and he has a fun laugh, but I think it's because that actor's so good that that's, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get him in more movies. Yeah. Um. So, are we on my number two? Yeah, we have, no, we're, we're on at, yours. All right, this one could get, this one will be the one I take the most shit for, um, but I'll go on Lonely Island. It's number two. I almost just got up and walked out of this, <laughs> this house. <laughs> and I understand. I understand anyone who wants to hate on them, 
I think Andy Samberg is the the bar test. If are you better than Andy Samberg or not? If you're not, you can't be a professional rapper. If and if you are, then okay, you're you're welcome to make music. Yeah. Like I think he, I think he's great, but I think his band members are better. Uh, the other people, Lily Allen, yeah. right? I just I don't think they get enough credit for what they did, and then maybe they did ruin rap in some way, right? Where they made it too. Well, poppy. I don't think they ruined rap. I actually, even though I almost just like flipped the table and everything, right. I love Lonely Island. Like I spent. Like last month, watching Lonely Island for a straight hour. Right. So I love Lonely Island. It's just I, right, and I, I think for me because this is favorite, and I was trying to who, who influences me. Like, yeah. When I first started rapping, me and my cousin Shad, we always talked about we could do a comedy because we've done a lot of like I can freestyle in a I don't know in any genre. Mm-hmm. Like if you put a country song on with no lyrics right now, I'll make up a song to that because that's just uh, the way I'm wired, I guess. Right. So. We were always like, fuck, we need to do comedy shit. And when Lonely Island came out, I was like, oh, they're really doing it, right? Yeah. And I love Tenacious D as well. So they were like this rap Tenacious D to me. And I just, I, I think the I'm on a boat is great, right? And the thing that yeah, sells yeah, it. Yeah, that one's, that one's overhyped to me. It I'm, is overhyped. But I think what's so important to that and people overlook is T-Pain committed. Yeah. T-Pain committed so hard to I'm on a boat that he sold it. Yeah. And and he really helped co-sign him. And then Nicki Minaj is on uh, an album. They're like, they have a lot of guest people, right? They have a right? lot, yeah. Uh, Michael Bolton. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. And I think I really got hooked, or I was like, no, they are actually good when their second album hit because their first one, I was like, yeah, but who knows how long they took to make those? Mm-hmm. Who knows, you know, if it was really them or yeah, SNL Yeah, they put out writers. their second album like a year and a half after their first. That's really and like good. And their second album, in my opinion, is even better. I agree. Right? And I then their third album is not even an SNL thing. It's completely on their own, and I love every song on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what album's on. My favorite song of theirs, um, I call it Wife Pussy, but I think it might be called Geico Money. I don't know. It's just them, and again, they get to do satire. They're making fun of of rappers and, and sub-genres of rap music yeah. in their songs, right? And so the whole song's like, I got that Geico money. I got that Geico money. And it just repeats that for like eight bars. And then the next, Keith, who's my favorite in the group, he comes and goes, I get my wife's pussy. I get my wife's pussy. But then he goes, when she lets me. And, like, <laughs> like, and it's so yeah, funny, yeah. and it's so good. Like, I love it. I love the semicolon song, but it ends with them being like, actually, those should all be colons. Yeah. <laughs> like, there isn't a song they have that I, I don't enjoy it to some degree, uh, and I listen to them way too often. Yeah, like I said, I'm not, I mean, I am going to knock you on having them in your top five, but they're, they're your favorites, so right. top five favorites, that's fine. I mean, I've just listened to them probably, I know I've listened to more than the Beastie Boys. I don't know about three, six months, you're a big timer, so I listen for so long, yeah. but like I've just listened to them now definitely more than most rap groups because i just appreciate what they're doing i guess yeah it's they're good i like i like them a lot i didn't it's the same way i feel about little dicky and i know little dicky's trying to be like a real rapper and all that but he's doing shit that's proving a point about how dumb rap music is in some way or like i can do this like i don't there's something more to it than just a song and i think lonely island has that and maybe they don't intend to but there's something about it where it's like you don't have to be selling drugs to be a rapper. You yeah, just don't. Exactly. And you can be these guys and come up with something pretty dope. Yeah. And that means nothing. I'm on a boat is about nothing. But that song hits, and at a party, and then everyone's going to go, I'm, I'm on, on a boat. boat. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Go off, right? So that's, i got to give them credit for that. Yeah. But all right, so who is your number one? I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Oh, yeah. It is Outkast. Outkast, greatest rap rap group. They're technically a duo, but rap, you're I count a group. It. Yeah. I count, I count duos as groups. Um. I'll, I'll say one thing first. I told you, right. I feared you would have Outcasts. I didn't put them because I almost was guaranteed you'd have them. I do enjoy Andre 3000, and I like Big Boy too, but Andre 3000 I like a lot. That one album where they done the do the, the split se- album. Separate, yeah, Speaker Box and The Love Below. Right. Everyone loved it, and I hated it, and that was the day that 
I like Outcast, but I never am like, I love Outcast because people love fucking Rosalind. And I hated every song on those <laughs> albums. I just didn't like any of them. Oh, man. See, um, I mean, that album, I also don't consider that like their best album. A lot of people think that's their best. Right, that's they, not their best album. That's not the whole best shake it like a Polaroid picture song. I hate that song. Yeah, I hate that song so much that that made and it. Hey y'all, and it was on yeah, all the time. Hey y'all Everyone was crazy. had it on their fucking mono ringtones back in the day. The hey, all hey. <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking hate it. But I know they're amazing. Yeah, like, speaker I know box great. was the best part. Like the best half if you're picking halves. Right. I like the speaker box because it was basically Big Boy's half and Big Boy. In case people don't know, Big Boy can spit. So. Right. <laughs> um, and, and there'll be a connection. I get to my number one to Big Boy as well, in a way. Okay. So uh, we'll remember that. But yeah, Outcast is great. I love Bombs Over Baghdad. Yeah, I like that Bill, early stuff. Yeah. Um, is it AT Aliens? AT Aliens, yeah. Um, um, I like when he comes, when anytime Andre 3000 does like a verse now, because it's so rare, he's like this rare animal sighting. It's great. And you're like, sweet. Like, I, something I've talked about before is I love the Frank Ocean album Blonde. I still do. I listen to it once a week. I fucking love the CD. And I don't know why. It just I can put on any song and I just I love it. And one of the songs is Andre three thousand done a verse like four years ago that just never got put on anything, and he gave it to Frank Ocean to drop on his album. And it's like this just minute and a half called Solo, and it's so good. And Andre three thousand's all rapping crazy fast, and you're just like, fuck, he's so good. Why yeah. doesn't he do more? Andre, yeah, Andre is great. It's of course, I mean, he's and Big he's Boy, old now. It's yeah, just, and Big Boy to me it. is more of the. I know he's not. I don't think necessarily a producer, but he he kept it. He was like the glue, and like Andre three thousand was like he had the peaks. Right. Yeah. He, I was about to say in case. People ceilings. don't know. I'm gonna give a quick background on like Outcast. They grew up in Atlanta, all that fun stuff. But they were like battling against each other growing up. Like it was Big Boy against Out or against Andre 3000 growing up. But they decided to like, well, we could actually be dope together, and they came together, and that's how Outcast was formed. That is cool. Yeah, I mean, to me, I always view, viewed it as like Big Boy raised their floor, and. Andre 2000 raised the ceiling, right? Yeah. Or whatever. It's kind of how I always, if it was in basketball terms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. My number one is going to be Run the Jewels. I had a feeling you were going to pick some janky one up here, which is fine. Yeah. That's I mean, fine. I have a good reason. <laughs> yeah. I have a very good reason. Um, I didn't rap for five years, and I was watching Silicon Valley season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. At the end of that episode, the song that comes on is like, and it's like, oodles and noodles, bang, suck. And I was like, what the fuck is this song? Like, it was the only time in so long that I heard a song out of nowhere that I had no idea what it was. It was a rap song. Mm-hmm. The dopest beat I've ever heard in my life. Even right now, I'll say Blockbuster Not Part 1 by Run the Jewels is the best rap beat I've ever heard. Like, it just immediately when you hear it, I don't know, it's just great. I love it. Um, so I looked it up that night. I got on Reddit and meet like within five minutes, there was a big Reddit thread of like, what the fuck was that song? <laughs> right. And so I found it, downloaded all of Run the Jewels, first CD and second CD. So it was also different because I had two whole CDs worth of shit to listen to at once. Uh-huh. So I'd never heard of these people. And I just loved it. And Run the Jewels 3, their third one's come out now as well. And it's good. I think they're I think the second one's the best, but that's also the first one I listened to. So it probably connects to me more for that reason. But it has Killer Mike, who was yeah. the Purple Ribbon All Stars, yep. which is, Big Boy, yeah, which I, I love the Purple Ribbon All Stars. Kryptonite's one of my favorite yeah. songs. Kryptonite, growing up, if you weren't going, to, I'm on that crypt tonight. Yeah. Like if you weren't doing that, we're probably not. And cool. so as soon as I was like, oh shit, this is Killer Mike from the Kryptonite song, I yeah. was even more on board. And then LP's good, and he's white, and I think I like that whole thing, right? Their whole two races, and and I just there's no rapper. Except XV is the only rapper who I'd say speaks more directly to me because he talks about like video games, but mixed with like 
kind of growing up poor and being in a rap. He's not like straight nerd, but he has like hints of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like XV a lot. But Run the Jewels, they'll mention like some conspiracy theory shit or like how the Catholic Church is trying to keep you down. Like they'll slip in all this shit that I'm like, fuck yeah, I, I feel them on that, right? And it's the it sounds like old rap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like new mumble rap, and it doesn't even sound like this new like super clear copying Eminem rap. It is a it sounds like fucking 2002 rap lyrics. It yeah. just does. And so every their beats, I think they have the best beats of anyone. There's no there's no other albums you can point to that better beats, in my opinion, than any Run the Jewels album. Their beats are that good. And they're just fun songs, and they actually sometimes say real shit. And so just all that mixed together is why I put there. And like I said, I hadn't rapped for five years, hear that song, and then I made another mixtape. I'm not saying it was just because of them, but that was a big part of it. Yeah. I, I mean, anybody, I mean... You have to look for motivation to do something. Right. Like that, right. that was the motivation. And I mean, really, it was that uh, Frank Ocean, because like, I run a Frank Ocean time. There was just certain stuff, and I just started finding stuff like, oh, this shit inspires me or whatever. Now, I don't rap anything like Run the Jewels no. at all. And like the beats I choose aren't anything really like their beats, but they're still, I can hear them and be like, well, if they done this beat, maybe it would be a thing like this. But then when it comes out of my voice, it's going to sound nothing like them. But you still can find like uh, inspiration, I guess, in these mm-hmm. things. So. Um, if you haven't heard of Run the Jewels, I would definitely recommend it. Number one, Blockbuster, not part one. The music video is hilarious. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's the thing. You you told me like a year ago about, because I'd had no idea who right. these people were. I was like, what? I mean, you told me Killer Mike and everything, and I, of course I knew Killer Mike. Right. And you informed me of that, and I was like, all right, I'll go look it up on YouTube. I was like, this is kind of dope. Yeah, <laughs> I just think, and I don't know who makes their beats. Maybe one of them makes the beats. I don't know. Um but their beats are so good. That really is what does it for me. And I know that's weird because I'm normally like lyrics are so important to me. Mm-hmm. But as far as rap groups, not too many rap, unless I'm putting Tribe Called Quest, there's not that many lyrical ones, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just had to put Run the Jewels because I felt like they sparked my interest to get back into music, to which I'm still kind of trying to do now, even though I haven't done a whole lot lately. Um, but they're that good. And I just think if anyone out there, like my cousin Rusty, I mentioned he doesn't listen to like a lot of rap music, I think he would enjoy Run the Jewels mm-hmm. these days. And there's just not... Most new rappers are a little pump, right? Yeah. And yeah. I even respect the hustle, but I'm like, you're shitty. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I, I have troubles with new rap, but that's me personally. Right. <laughs> um. So anyway, that was the, the top five rap group list. What are some of your uh, honorable mentions? So I have a ton. Like, we just mentioned a Tribe Called Quest. I yep. like Tribe Called Quest a lot, but I couldn't justify putting them there because I didn't listen to them enough. I like Q-Tip's voice. I do. Yeah. But, I yeah, I don't know enough about them and i didn't listen to them back in the day i have a couple there i have a greatest hit cd in my car right now and i'll listen to it but if you didn't i think if we were a little older we would appreciate it more for sure definitely but uh some of that like boom bap beats it just sounds weak to us because we are used to like when they started making beats on computers right or whatever and so nothing to hate on them it's just it's hard kind of like uh Public Enemy. Yeah, I enjoy I, Public, Public Enemy, Enemy, but it's hard to listen yeah, Public to. Public Enemy, another honorable mention. Um, I will give credit to my dad. I was super young, like five, six, all that stuff, riding around with my dad, listening to his music. Right. Because he doesn't care. Dad's grown-ass black man. Right. He don't, he don't give a shit what's going on. So he's going to let his son listen to what he's listening to. So I appreciate him for that. Cause yeah. Well, mine wasn't... I didn't have black parents, uh, if you could yeah. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but... My parents, I just hated country music because they loved it. 
I got my first uh, rap tape. I, I've looked up. I've tried to find. I can't. I got this tape at a store for like ninety nine cents and had a one rap song on it called Tic Tac Toe. And the guy was. It was like late age. It was like Tic Tac Toe. Where you go? Yeah. Where you go? <laughs> Tic Tac. And I just fucking like at five years old was like, this is my music. And again, we only had Fox. I told you plenty of times. So I watched like Martin and Living Color. Yeah. Uh, I was very much part of that black exploitation uh, culture, which. Another real weird tangent. I thought about this the other day, and I was like, well, Dom's coming on. I'm going to ask him about this. So, like, I say, you know, like, I watch a lot of, quote, unquote, black TV. Because that's kind of what Fox was back then. It just yep. was. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be I mean, mean that's kind of what CW is now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they had that. But it, to me, it, like, evolved to one of two places. And this is where I don't watch, I guess, a lot of, quote, unquote, black TV today. Atlanta's the only, quote, unquote, black show, right? You think people would call it that, that I watch. But it's because they don't fall in either one of these categories. It has to be... That Tyler Perry corny shit. Yeah. Or it's got to be that corny over dramatic. I'm guessing you're about shit, to say, right? like, yeah, Scandal or Empire. Right. Or Power. Or Power, yeah. yeah and, I, and I don't watch either of those. I mean, I see the appeal of them. That's that's fine. But I'm like, man, it's not I, my It's just style. weird to me that there's not like. And man, I'm just used because I love The Office. Like, just to show that just. I don't get why the cast all have to be black. Like, the whole cast is black or whatever, you know, there's yeah. certain shows. Or why the whole cast has to be anything. I'm just like, you could just make a normal show. And, like, I have plenty of black... To me, you're a black dude who doesn't fit a lot of stereotypes of black people. And you don't need to be representing a show where it's like, he's a drug dealer trying to do that. Yeah. Like, there could be a black dude that's just like, oh, he has a job and fucking drives a normal car. And, like, I don't know. It's weird um, the way it's... And it, I think it's weird because the black community owns it. Right? Yeah. They own that shit. Like, it, yeah. Tyler and Perry's and I, and shit. I always try to tell people, I'm like, look... Everybody can be more than just a dope dealer or a basketball player. Like, in that's the same like way the of crux like, of it all. In the same way, like, I mean, I have friends that look redneckish, and they're like, you talk to them, like, oh, they're super smart, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, if you saw someone that looked like them on a show, they're going to be a redneck. Yep. So I'm not just saying just the race, like, but just in general, things fall there. But it seems like with black TV, they have it's went two paths from the time period of the Foxy Brown sort of era, and it, like, it, it kept a hold of some of the black exploitation elements. Because, of course, black people like those movies. They had black people in them, yeah. right, in the 70s. But now it's, like, kind of still got to be cheesy or so. I, and I just hate Tyler Perry shit. Yeah, Anything I, he's ever done, I yeah. hate it. So, um, completely side tangent, but, you know, rap music got us there. Um, I have D12, which I kind of briefly brought up earlier. Yeah. Um, my band is still, I think, one of the best music videos of all <laughs> it's time. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I, I watched it. it last week, actually, because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go look at this up. And, I mean, that and Pur- Purple Pills is, like, a big song back mm-hmm. when they were at. Um, and... But really, I didn't put them on there because Eminem kind of carries them. I mean, Proof's good, Bizarre's Proof, good, yeah. but, like, on the real. Yeah. On the that, real. That's the same way. I mean, that was the same way of a few of my groups. Like, I had uh, another honorable mention, like, Little John and the Eastside Boys. Oh, yeah. Now, whether they're a rap group or not, I they had all I, – I do as well. They had all the features, everything. And, like, you can't tell me a Little John beat isn't dope. Oh, yeah. Because Bia Bia, all that. Yeah, that, I remember that That one. was my I shit. remember that one for sure. Um <laughs> I remember the Ice Cube song Roll Call. I remember Roll like, Call was. I remember that video came yeah. out the day it came out. Yeah, because it came out up. on MTV. Like they hyped it yeah. up, and I was like, "All right, so I'm good. gonna listen." And I love Ice Cube. Like Ice Cube's also top five all great greatest rappers to me. My favorite, anyways. Right. But and he did that video. I was like, "Damn, Cube right. just killed that shit." That that was so good. Um, also got G Unit. I think they need a shout out. I also have G Unit as well. Uh, I really I always if liked they'd have had like an out al- two more albums. They would have right. been top five. Well, I really liked Young Buck um, a lot. I don't know why I just liked Young Buck. I guess now I know he was the only Southern rapper in their group. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that at the time. Um, 
and uh, Lloyd Banks was cool. See, I liked Lloyd Banks. And he was like said, my favorite one of, out of the group. I got out of it because I liked game. I liked game. I, I liked did. game. Game was, well, and I guess so, when they had being all... technical. Game was my favorite, but game didn't really like appear on the albums with right. them. And so. so And they had all that beep. He's like, I wrote his shit and all that. So then you kind of choose a side, and that's when I chose game. I agree. I, did. I, I chose game as well. Um, Black Wall Street. The Locks. I gotta the give locks. him a shout out. I, I don't like listen to him locks. a lot, but I've, anything I hear, I like it. Right? Like I, I enjoy Jada because I think he's kind of gimmicky. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, I have um, West Side Connection. Um, oh yeah, of course, uh, Ice Cube influenced, obviously. Uh, yeah. West Side Connection. I loved them. I thought they put out hits. I had Ghetto Boys. Yep. Um, with Scarface, I loved them a lot. Fuji's. If they had more than just the score, they would have been in this top five for sure. Um, I also like. Uh, I think a random was Two Live Crew. Two Live Crew. Yeah. I, I like that. That was probably like an eleven. My favorite rap group. Yeah. Was Two Live Crew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like them. Also, Dead Prez. Yep. They only have like two songs I know of, but they're on my iPod. And I listen to them all the fucking time, so they they get something there for me. And. Uh, Young Bloods. Young, Young Bloods, Bloods was my favorite Atlanta group. Bro, I was like a a a town stomping all over the place to Young Bloods because I yeah. thought they were dope. Dude, Sean Paul from Young Bloods was one of my favorite rappers, and I got so pissed there was a Jamaican ass Sean Paul that was fucking. Yeah, that was the oh. same. I was like, wait, this isn't the same guy. We're, we got to disconnect here. Yeah, we need to change names. But I really loved. Uh, I have a song on my partner that has Sammy. If you remember the oh, singer Sammy, you, you it was Young. We don't get. Yeah, yeah. I know. All, all uh, that has young blood saving, and I love that song. And then it cracks me up with it now because it's like chirp them on my next tail, and you hear the little old next tail beep, and you're like, oh fuck, yeah. oh, shit. Um, so good. There's one more um, that I had as an honorable mention because I didn't think they were, I didn't know what to ca- categorize them as. The Black Eyed Peas. They're are group. they a rap group or are they not? Because they were a rap group before Fergie joined. Yeah, and then Fergie joined and uh, made them more pop. But I count them. Yeah, I was about to say... I didn't like, love them ever, but... Yeah, I'm not saying I personally loved them a lot. I mean, I did like a few of their hits and whatnot, a few of their jams, but... Their beats are good. Their beats are good. It's all their shit. So, I I have them as an honorable mention. They're, of course, they're, most, they're the most commercially successful of oh, yeah. any of them. But Definitely. I was like, I think they deserve an honorable mention. Yeah, I have two more. Uh, UGK. Yeah, UGK. And that just, I like, I don't think, I think it's hard for people to understand. And maybe it was the area we're in. Yeah, I'm Houston about to say, rap was to, a big fucking yeah. thing, man. Houston rap, um, I know never, we were talking about this earlier yeah. with all of Houston rap. You wanted to like categorize, right? Like Chameleon Air, Mike Jones, all of that was big right. in our well, area. I remember, I'll never forget this. I was 15. I was in my friend Justin Boone's house. He was a black dude. And we were arguing because we heard this song, whatever that first song was, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, and Slim. Oh, uh, still tipping, still tipping. Yeah, right? that shit. Still tipping was to me the first Houston song that that broke through to exactly. Our, us it was yeah, it small was. town kids, right? Mm-hmm. And we were listening to it, and my friend Justin was Paul Wall was his favorite, and I go, "Why?" And he goes, "You told he's a real." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" I was like, "Um, okay." Out of everyone, and then in the I looked group, him up, but... right? And I looked him up, and he's white, and I gave him shit. I still today, I'm like, remember when you thought Paul Wall was black? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shut up. And it was because like, you didn't have a video yet. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. even though the video was crazy, and like the, Paul Wall's verse on and that's that when he was learned, dope. It's whenever we uh, pulled out the video. And then, because I did, I assumed if one was wide, it would have been Mike Jones, I guess, because the way his, his voice worked yeah. or whatever. And so he was it was a bit more high pitched than the other two. Right. And so it was just so funny that he. He just really thought Paul Wall was black for like for like a month. And then the video came out, and we yeah. saw the video, and you're like, Bro, he's not black. And it was just so funny. Um, but that whole era was great. And then my last one I have to mention is DSR. DSR. From the Dirty South Riders from oh, Dallas. okay, okay. Now, 
they have a lot of great songs, but the reason they I want to mention them is my favorite. One of my favorite memories is when I first came to college before I was kicked out of the dorms, um, and I just barely started freestyling. Like I didn't even really do it in front of people, and I was freestyling with some football players in the athletic dorms. That's where I, I lived at the time, mm-hmm. and they were all just still in DSR lines. But I knew every DSR song, so I was calling people out left and right, like, you stole that from this, this, and that. Like, I knew the songs oh, were at, and I was just <laughs> punking everyone out. And then they were like, you don't know DSR, you don't know DSR. And I'm like, yeah, I have, like, every one of their mixtapes, so I can bring them down. <laughs> like, and I just enjoyed that moment of being able to call people out because I knew of <laughs> this, like, underground rap group that they assumed I wouldn't have, and we're going to try to... No, it was just good. Try time. to slip one past people. Yeah. yeah. Now the only thing against DSR is they had the other, they had the fatal flaw that every Texas rapper has I've ever freestyled with, which is they're from Texas, right around in Alexis, and that is <laughs> that is the line <laughs> that you say if you are from Texas, apparently. So anyway, that is our top five list. Thank uh, and honorable mentions. I think it was pretty good. Um, I mentioned last week that someday we might redo. I want to redo some of the topics I did on the Power Off Mode podcast, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till we're at 40 episodes of this one because mm-hmm. we never made it to 40 on the old one. We made it to 39. Oh, so man. once we make it to 40 on this one, I'll repeat some of the easy ones, like top five video games of all time, rappers of all time, mm-hmm. and all that. Because, uh, I mean, it may have changed for you, especially yeah, with, well, like... Yeah, well, like, Big Sean is definitely not going to be on my list. That's the only one I really feel like. Uh, but at that moment I made the list, I was listening to a lot of Big Sean. I, yeah, I and listen. I haven't listened to him since I fucking made that list, yeah. right? <laughs> and a little Wayne will still be up there, and XV is still going to be up there, because, like, I love those dudes. But, yeah, I could see shit switching around a little bit if I really thought about it again. Um, all right, and a couple of little things I want to bring up before uh, we end this podcast is on the old podcast, uh, I talked about my friend LV, yep. who had gotten arrested, and he's serving like however many life sentences or whatever in prison currently. Um, he did get a hold of me, uh, wrote me finally the other day. He's in a place where he can actually write or whatever, and I can write him back. So I did write him back. I, pl- I have most of the letters he's ever sent me. My plan is in the future, I'm going to try to do like every week, read through some of his old so and get people caught up to where he's at yeah because he's totally cool with that and he asked i mean the first thing he asked he's like is the podcast still going so like he has no problems with it or anything um he spent he sent me three pages front and back of a letter and the first front and back page was him explaining how everyone in the jail is a sociopath but he's not so when i wrote back to him my first line was yeah bro you probably are i'm about to say uh, that's a sense <laughs> of a sociopath yeah, i know <laughs> and so it's interesting. I mean, he's in a maximum security right now. Like their Man, phone, the way their crazy. phone time works. He explained to me, like so I mentioned, the future is there's a one phone. It gets handed the first cell, and then the next six hours, it's got to make it around. Like from the prisoners just passing it themselves. So he's like, that never happens. Someone just holds it for the whole six hours, right? Whatever. And so it all sounds horrible. He has a. I guess I'll give people everything. He has a cellmate, one cellmate who has Crohn's disease and farts a lot because of the medicine or whatever. Oh, no. And his cellmate has a TV, but you each have to have your own personal TV, and you have to have headphones. So his cellmate has cell headphones, so his cellmate can listen to it, but he says also his cellmate's like ADD and doesn't stay on any channel. Like, if, as soon as it goes to a commercial break, he goes to another channel. And he's like, so I don't get to watch the end of anything. Um, I'm going to try. I'm so broke lately. <laughs> I mean, hope I won't be soon. I would love to get him a TV. <laughs> like, I know that's weird, and he'd done all kinds of horrible shit. But not, I, as I asked him, I go, how much is the TV, and is there any way we can get you a fundraiser for a TV? Because you're in here for the rest of your life, and fuck, that's all you got, man. Yeah. That I'd love to get you a TV. So, And they have he likes to read a lot, but you give him your request for a book, and it might be two months until they bring the book back. 
and you can only have two books at a time, so that they tell you to get two because it might be a few months before you see the book card again. Oh man! And it's like, God damn, that sucked. That's but brutal. it's hard for me not to write back and say, well, it is prison. You, yeah, you. you you're in this situation for a reason. Right, so. and he's done a lot of shitty shit, so, like, it's a weird thing, right? I'm like, I feel bad for him personally because he's my friend, but then I'm like, well, it's not unwarranted. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't earned it. Um, and then tomorrow I'm starting Shantix, so I got some, which is a pill that helps you quit smoking. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations I'll, on Yeah, on we're going to see how this goes. Uh, now, what's cool about it is you can just take it, and for the first, there's three processes you can choose one and my doctor told me to do the easiest one mm-hmm. like the hardest one is like in the first week you want to be down by however many and then another way you suck real strict things um and then the middle one something like longer and then the gradual quit which they suggested for me because i've smoked for a while and i smoke quite a bit um is you just you start taking them and then by the end of the first month your goal should be down about half of what you did just try to do less because what the way it works is it starts blocking the brain receptors that just know you got nicotine. Mm -hmm. So even though you're smoking normally, your brain's not getting that you got nicotine feeling. So you then are just going to break the ritual because your body will be breaking the nicotine part once you're still smoking. And then when you go to try to quit, you should. Oh, that's good. So I'm I'm hopeful to work. Now, there are crazy side effects, of course. Um, I mean, I'm kind of a depressed person anyway, and it can cause depression and suicidal thoughts. I got to be on top of that. It can make you very angry and have like rage. Could oh, so my wife doesn't want me to play Fortnite, but we'll see. And <laughs> don't want to throw that controller. Through you could TV. have like crazy nightmares. And then my doctor said, if that happened, just don't take the one at night. Just to take one a day instead of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the ones I'm worried about. As, as long as, as it's not like your eyes are popping out of your head, then I think you'll be okay, hopefully. Right. And my, <laughs> my grandpa smoked for 50 years and quit off this, and he the way he did it um, is he said he took home, you know, and he was cutting back, you know, like like they say to do on his own. And about a month and a half in, he was driving home from work, he lit up a cigarette, and he goes, it literally tasted like wet dog shit. And he goes, so I just threw the whole pack out and never smoked another one. That's good. So I'm like, well, yeah, I just want to smoke until it tastes like wet dog shit and then I can be done with it. <laughs> I want that terrible feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured I'd let people know on here so that I can let people know my progress as it moves along. And then we can all just laugh at you when you fail. Is that what it is? Pretty much. I'm going to put all this pressure on me. So in a year from now when I'm like, all right, smoke break. Uh, people are like, God damn it. You can hate on me. So it's about all we have this week. Um. Oh, yeah, one thing I was to tell you about, Dom, I have all these crazy rap plans. So we mentioned it earlier a little bit before we came on. Yeah. I'm making beats. Yeah, which I think is pretty dope. So which through the making beats, what happens, at least in my mind, is I'm like, I want to make, I don't have any rapper friends on the internet anymore. I used to have a lot. And most of them rather don't rap or they're like a big deal now. And so they ain't going to fucking care about me. Uh, Y'all should all check out this dude, JG. I made a song with him when he was 17. And he's like really close to blowing up. Has millions of views on YouTube. But, um... I'm just like, man, I want other people to be on these beats. And I'd love to just do a big collaborate, like where I collaborated a mixtape of other people, but where my beats and I might be on a part here or there. Like, that would be real cool. Oh, that would look at the, look at you like DJ, DJ Khalid. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm thinking. So I don't know if that'll happen. And then also, I just want to make, um, I, I do want to make a mixtape. I'd recorded a few songs before I started pre- like making my beats, right? And now that I'm making beats, I'm like, well, I want the whole mixtape to be my beats and not these other. So I'm going to scrap those and maybe redo them or something. But making beats is different. Like you spend a lot of time just looping shit and mm-hmm. just, whereas in like rapping, you write it and you say it, you write it and you say it and it's fairly quick or whatever. So it's a different process. But then when you're just making the beat, you're like, Oh, I could do something here. And I'm like, well, should I just record into the beat and not like, there's so many like, uh, 
the creative juices really flow, I guess, when in my mind I feel like I'm Kanye West in it and I have, like, <laughs> all the pieces to make the final product. I'm just not well, sure how to do Well, I hope in your mind them. you're not really, like, Kanye West in it. <laughs> I think Kanye's a genius, sir. Con- no one can no, convince I love, me otherwise. Like, I love Kanye. I do love me some Kanye. I just think Kanye's gotten crazy recently. Well, I don't know. I think like, he, I even like Kanye. I like, think he was Kanye's trying to prove a point. album I thought was pretty See, dope. See, everyone always says they fell off on Yeezus, and I love Yeezus. I think the beats are great. Yeah, I, just, I think the beats are great. I think great. the beats are so good. Um, but even with this Trump stuff, I think he was trying to say something and people all I think everyone missed it. Yeah. That's how I interpret it. Um but anyway, so I'm gonna try to work on this whole rap stuff. Uh it'll be a long process is where mm-hmm. I'm at right now because I wanna make every beat and every part of it. Um so we'll see if that ever happens. But at the end of this episode, I'm gonna play a beat I've been working on for about a week. And I sent it to some friends I have that make beats. Yeah. And I was my question was, I need to figure out how to get it from like the hook and the verses to kind of be a good transition. So you know you're going from one to the other. Because again, I'm pretty, I'm barely new. I'm like a month into this. And my, I, get, I didn't get any good responses. I got a lot of like, well, that sound sucks. Use different sounds and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I want, like what I yeah. have, what I'm going to play right here, I could rap to right now. And I could just do verse, verse, verse and no hook. And I feel like it would be okay. I just wanted to do more to it. Right? Yeah, you played the beat for me earlier, and I thought it was I thought it was cool. It has a very unique feel to it, so I right. can't wait for so, others to listen. I guess the thing I'm going to take out of it, and I'm not at all hating on the person who gave me the feedback, because like, they're thinking of, well, if I made this, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I kind of want to, uh, I think it should be my sound in some way. I don't want to make like a white Mike Will made it beat. You know, those are, they're all amazing. If I could make one, I'd, okay, I would. But yeah. I think that's probably not the way I need to go as a 30-year-old just getting into learning how to make beats. I'm just going to make whatever I think sounds good and try to make some cool music. Um, so I'll have people check that out. It's probably not as cool as last week's because it was my fun Cotton Eye Joe sounding beat that I did get at least a text about. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, But anyway, check it out. And then next week, I have no idea who's going to be on. I'm sure Snappy will be on. And then we got to find out who the other person's going to be. But I have a week, so we'll cool. figure it out. All right, Dom, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Thank you. Peace.